0: Is Aloy coming to PS5 with everything inside her?
1: Phrasing, Chris. Hello and welcome to Triangle Square, to PlayStation podcast. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me is the one, the only, Grande Poppy Figs.
0: Hey, what up? What's up, Chris? How are you doing? How are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm just wonderful. How are you?
1: Well, Chris, I'm afraid I blew myself. Oh, God. How'd that happen? (laughs) Well, you see, I thought that we were going to get to play Baldur's Gate 3 yesterday. Mm. And when I found out that your internet was not working, I got very sad. Yeah. As you see, I blew myself.
0: Yes, I, yeah, Absolutely yeah you're not so you covered know. in blue though well no why would i
1: that'd be ridiculous chris what do you mean
0: <laughs> i'm just saying you know you could be covered in okay covered in blue a facial of blue a face sorry face full sorry face full of blue oh yeah phrasing chris
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey guys welcome to the podcast this is triangle Square to playstation podcast and if you're new to the show first and foremost welcome uh here in a little bit, as we get moving into the show, we're going to talk about some PS Plus leaks from a fairly reputable source, Horizon maybe making its way back to PS5 in a new form, Roblox finally coming to the biggest gaming platform, at least traditional gaming platform, and more. But before we get there, we're going to start this show off the right way, the way we always do. And I'm going to get all
0: up in Chris's guts <clears throat> to find out what he's been playing this week. That was gross. Um <laughs> I've been playing a weird games because, like you said, my internet was out. So it's been a lot of Baldur's Gate three. Um, I'm I'm playing a very evil character, which is really fun. I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, so hold on, with your internet out, how are you playing Baldur's Gate three? I I connected my PS5 to the hotspot so I could connect <laughs> to the thing. Because I was
1: about to say, how do you get the game to start playing with the check since? We do the uh, forbidden act. That, <laughs> that was, sounded
0: worse than uh, in my yeah, head than phrasing. what I thought. Yeah. So go ahead. Um, yeah. No, I just connect my I just connected my PS5 to my phone. I could have played the game over hotspot yesterday. I was ready to, and then um, one of our party wasn't available until later than either of us wanted to play. So we. Did, I just was yeah. in a party chat with Sean played some Baldur's Gate. Um, I won't sp- spoil anything for, y- for you. How far have how far have we gotten in our game? Uh, the
1: furthest the furthest that we've all gotten, just for reference. To be fair, it's not something that you have to do. Mm. Um, I'd say the thing that you have to do for the main story: we talked to the healer. Yeah. Okay. So then we left the cave and we fought
0: an owl bear. I gotcha. So, then we made new characters. So that area <laughs> where he, yeah, that's fair. That area where the healer is. The yes. last thing I did in my playthrough was <laughs> duh, genocide them all. Oh, is this uh, the Dark Urge? I'm not even playing the Dark Urge in this playthrough. I'm just straight up playing an evil person. <laughs> well, to be fair, I got
1: <laughs> so at the end of our last play session, but once I saw that Ben had uh, not Ben, once I saw that Sean had saved, I was like, "We're about to get off anyway, so I'm just gonna go rogue."
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: So, I, I, what really happened is I saw that he saved, and I was running around, <laughs> and I accidentally, due to, I guess, the problem that game has with all games eventually run into with button context problems, I accidentally tried, without realizing it, opening a box, and one of the townspeople like looked at me funny and got mad at me, and I saw the little stat thing where it decreased, and I was like, well, fuck you. <laughs> that was an accident, and if I have no room for Wiggle, then we're going gonna to destroy the whole town. So, I attacked her. Uh and drew the entire town upon us. Mm-hmm. Uh and we we fought valiantly and brave and hard. Uh but in the yes, end we went down on them, um w- from
0: them. Yeah, it was it was not a good good ending to us. You know, they were hitting us yeah, from they, the front. They came and the all back. over
1: us. I mean they, they overcame us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, hitting us from the front and the back, you know, I'll make the joke again. Uh <laughs> Um, but yeah no so it's cool because you get a whole new party member for doing it in an evil way and all of that stuff and it's fun because my character is just an asshole it's a loath sworn uh, wizard using necromancy magic who just cares about nobody and she's really she has a soft side but she doesn't show it because me the person controlling her doesn't want her to but I believe it's in there you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah.
1: you you know it's there, I'm but the she doesn't absolute. want anyone
0: else to know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're the one who knocks, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I've also played two very bad games <laughs> this week. Played a game of the year candidate, and then I've played Saints Row and Prison Break the Conspiracy. <laughs> God
1: <laughs> Okay, so Saints Row is clearly one of the worst games ever, right? One of the worst games ever is Strong. Like I, and then and then Prison Prison Break is the one that is Game of the Year candidate, right? Yes. Yeah. Prison
0: Break mm, is the okay. Game of the Year candidate. Just um, wanted to make sure I had that. My guess is Two thousand five <laughs> or whatever is Prison Break. <laughs> the conspiracy. <laughs> All right. It's
1: such a so actually playing Saints Row though. Yeah. Right now that you've gotten some time in and you've gotten to uh, quench your theory, your curiosity rather. Um, how are you feeling about it? as someone who was such a big fan
0: for free it's acceptable <laughs> that's strong listen they gave it to me and if i didn't have 50 other games i'd much rather play i could see myself playing saints row but it's just not it's not even the gameplay cuz i actually think the gunplay is kind of fun like the little bit i did you play of it cuz you do this whole beginning sure. tutorial where like you die but then you're also a cop I don't understand what happens um, all I know is at one point I was being buried you know strong start yeah okay. exactly there was stuff all over my face and in my eyes and then the cutscene ends and you're just uh, a cop and then you go through this whole fighting scene and then the terrible voice acting and writing happens and then you start doing other stuff i didn't enjoy my time i was like i don't understand why this is this way because it looks bad too like graphically oh yeah like the facial so it's like the facial there's, there's not enough
1: there's not enough redeeming qualities to you know besides gameplay you know how i mean gameplay is a pretty confident one to, sure. to get you know if the gameplay is fun that's that's everyone wants a good playing game and then you want the rest to just kind of compliment well
0: that's the thing if this was like high school you know and I had unlimited time and I just threw on like a uh, e-bombs world video and just just watched it and played this game it would be fine but I'm like an adult man with stuff to do (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you
1: can't be on your 302nd listen of the he-man cry sometimes when I'm lying in bed yeah
0: as you just as you just laughing and having a good time playing a less than stellar game. You know what's funny about that video is for whatever reason I've had my YouTube account for like fifteen years, and what <laughs> for whatever reason that video has been the like favorite video in my uh, profile for all fifteen years. I don't know why I'm it's proud there. of you, and it's the only video that's in my favorites because I don't do that. <laughs> like, Did you favorite it? How? how Eight, 15 years ago, anything is possible. I guess that's yeah. a whole new world. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> do you know that was that was when Obama looked young? Like, <laughs> I, God damn, that was before a lot of things. I don't remember favoriting one video. It was like I don't remember playing. Yeah, they didn't even know if Obama was born in America or not. <laughs> that is definitely true <laughs> and the earth is flat um but either way this game the problem the biggest problem is this game looks like a game i would have played in that in that year too which is ironic like every time you see a like a fanboy tweet of starfield characters and they look like crap you know what i'm talking about you see those pictures on twitter sometimes or sure you know yeah. in our discord sometimes yeah <laughs> 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 That is how Saints Row characters look at all times. Oh, that's rough. (laughs) It's really rough. You
1: know, it's funny because, of course, Kiki did post that one picture and it immediately made me think of early days of Cyberpunk, which I assume are fixed now, Mm -hmm. when all of the kids' models were just adult models that were like
0: (laughs) reproportioned into
1: kids. Yeah, That was so fucking funny. It was. It was was so good, yeah. Did you? The first time I saw a kid in that game, I was like, You're supposed to be a kid, and then you're going to make this kid a a, a quintessential part of this side
0: quest. Bold move. Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Bold move. (laughs) If my kids look like that, I'd just be like, maybe no one will ever notice because we're never going to make them the star of any show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Got a Facebook radio. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Good, man. (laughs) Did you see the. I don't think that that's that crazy, though, right? Because, like, Saints Row has never really been a series that's been a looker, in my opinion. I don't mean that as a bad thing. Like, that that series has always been decidedly double A, right? So, of course, I haven't played it. Do you think it's even flying below it's normal decidedly, well, decidedly double a seems wrong cuz i'd say once saints row 2 came and re- did really well saints row 3 became like the old school thq we're going to be like we're going to be the upper echelon of double a like yeah, yeah we're still not triple a but you know we're we're pushing the boundary kind of like dark 2 when that game came out that game looked incredible for what it was like it's still definitely a double a game but it's like you know, pushing some boundaries.
0: I don't know. So, man. would you say I, like that? No. I, first of all, I think this is a triple A game. Like, I think say, Saints Row 3, Saints Row 4, those are triple A games. And I think this is really? meant to be too. Yeah.
1: I just don't think that anything. THQ ever did was AAA. Yeah, I mean, but- maybe I'm just wrong in assuming that, but I, I just really don't ever feel like their budgets or anything about their games were meant to portray a AAA identity. I don't know, man. Because at that point, I feel like Focus Home Interactive doesn't do double A, either.
0: Yeah, but the problem is, because if you're
1: going to tell me that all these games are AAA, and yet a game like the first Plague Tale, which was made on like a shoestring budget. What do you is think? supposed to be double. But a. I mean,
0: what do you think costs more? Control or Saints Row? Because control a, is similarly cost. C- Control's a triple A game, I would say. No, control no, nah, I wouldn't consider that a AAA game. I don't mm.
1: Well, okay, control kind of exists in the same place. Controls I from would a consider, big developer
0: um, and a medium sized sure. publisher. That's a that's a triple. I think that I think I guess maybe I'm thinking of triple A in a different way than you, but that feels pretty triple A to me.
1: Honestly, you might be right. I, I think that clearly triple A is a is a fairly large spectrum. It kind of has to be, just by nature of what it is. But I also You're think Saints Row is on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. I haven't
1: played it, Chris. I think that's for you to say. <laughs> I guess what I mean is that the, the quality bar across the board has just really gotten so shaky with independent studios and all sorts of things. Because like, a game like Hellblade is not AAA, but in some ways it brushes against AAA production values. Mm-hmm. And then you have the new one, which I think... Un you know, unarguably has become a triple A game, the sequel by by you know by uh fact of being purchased by Microsoft. But I just think the yeah, don't worry, the delta's quite a bit bigger between those two games, but I, I don't think anybody would call the first game triple A. Saints but, talking about Saints Row? Well, no, it's about um, Hellblade. Well, yeah, but that kind so, of... So, like, you know, yeah. Hellblade's first game is double-A. Sure. It's not even double-A, really. I mean, it's almost like they they talk about it uh, indie triple-A is what they tried calling it. Well, they had, like, a yeah, different name Yeah, and that's for the thing. It, you're but,
0: kind of making my point with Hellblade is that's a double-A game yeah. because it's an indie game. <laughs> they were an independent studio when they made that game. Well, I don't... Yeah, I know, but I don't think I don't
1: double-A AA or triple-A really comes down to whether you're independent. I, I don't think it's for just me, if a, the if budget a, of your game, but... It's hard to say. There's undoubtedly AAA games that feel more double A than some double A games feel. You know, it's like some double A games feel more AAA than they are.
0: It's
1: the nature of what it is,
0: I suppose. I mean, the same. <laughs> the Saints Row reboot apparently cost over a hundred million dollars, so I would yeah, say it's I mean, AAA. Almost all games do that now. So Control cost fifty million dollars, so no, that's not true. <laughs> well, yeah, but Control also came out five years ago. Sure. I, I don't know. I think that's. If you're spending $100 million on point. a game that's a triple A game, I don't give a fuck if it's Hi-Fi Rush or if it's goddamn Saints Row. If Hi-Fi Rush costs uh, $100 million, it's a triple A failure. Actually, I shouldn't even say that. That's aggressive, but it's not big enough for $100 million in my opinion. I was like, that's got to be a cheaper yeah. game than that, but...
1: Well, the thing is, like, I would have considered the first Plague Tale to be double A, but I would consider the second one to be triple A. But that's also because the first game did really well, so it, it's afforded more budget than the, the first game. Right. And
0: that's what I'm saying with the Saints Row series is by the time it gets to this one and three and four, it's triple A, in my opinion. I, guess. I think at
1: some point, realistically, what we're doing here is proving the point that the conversation around double AA, A, triple A, and then the stupid-ass quadruple A it Matters less and less than it ever really has because independent games are coming out at such high quality, and it's at some point you're like, well, yeah, but independent games are made on such smaller budgets. Yeah. So yeah, holiday is is an indie game. So yeah, we'll we'll dig uh we'll dig a shallow grave and just throw double A and triple A into it and continue this conversation free of those those (laughs) those shackles of expectation. So
0: continue. I just think it looks bad. That's really the biggest thing. Is like I started the game and I was like actively like, oh, ew, you know. And I don't do that very often because I, I, I can play bad, ugly looking games. It was just one of those things where it's when it's it's current year and I'm like, dude, this shouldn't look like this. I feel like this should look a little bit better. Like, why do the eyes look like they're bugging out of their head? Look like the aliens from the Claw Machine and Toy Story. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I think at that point, because I want to play Devil's Advocate here a little bit. I don't think any of the Saints Row games have ever looked amazing. And as far as my own very limited experience with Saints Row games have been what I saw in preview footage didn't look like a giant gap but maybe that's also kind of the problem is that there's not a giant gap between a game that came out in 2013 and a game that came out in 2022. Well, that's right. Actually, that may be yeah, you,
0: I think your biggest point. That yeah. would be my rebuttal is you're trying to tell me that in 2023, a 2013 game doesn't look that good. And I would say, I agree, but in, in 2013, it did. That's a PS3 I game. I guess what... No, you're right. But I'd also say... one I would
1: of the say it's a pretty good-looking PS3 IP... Game. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I don't think it looks terrible, but I guess what I what I'd say there is that one of the things that gaming has a problem with when IP survives too long is that you struggle. There's a very fine tightrope between keeping your game's style, which is largely dependent on how the architecture that you built the game for was able to render stuff. So you you make your style based off of the limitations you have. Those limitations over time go away, but you still have an expected style. So for you as a longtime fan of Saints Rome, what do you think they should have done? Do you think they should have completely abandoned the Saints Row style Oops. and tried something new that <clears throat> felt more new because it'd been long enough since between games? Or do you think they should have tried to better walk the tightrope of looking new and impressive, but also still feeling like Saints Row's visual
0: style? I I understand the question, but I don't because I, I just don't know how to answer it. Um, like, if it, because the easy answer is if it was me, I would have made a whole different game. Right? Like, that's the easy answer. But I think sure. the thing here is like, it doesn't feel polished. It's one of those games where, have you ever seen a game that looks bad, but almost looks good? Do you know what well, I'm trying to say?
1: I think so. Like, it looks like it's right on the edge of looking right, but it's something about it looks ever so slightly off right. to the point that it just becomes distracting.
0: Yeah, exactly. I can't even think of a good example.
1: But well, like my go to thing for what I was talking about, just to give a little bit of context, is like Mario, of course, had to change style when it made the jump to 3D. But in some capacity, Mario, even the most new Mario games, still kind of look like Mario 3D <laughs> because that's when he got very big and in that 3D space, and so they continue to iterate upon that style. Yeah, They still do it in a way that looks better and m- more detailed, but I would honestly say that, has there been a big jump between, like, Mario Galaxy on the Wii and and Mario... Um, what was the one, most recent one for Switch called? Odyssey. Um, Odyssey?
0: Well, yeah, so... Technically Super and, Mario 3D yes. Land,
1: but... <laughs> well, sure, but you know what I mean, like... Comparing similar uh, mainline Mario games or whatever, so to that end, I mean, they look really similar. Like, yeah, Odyssey undoubtedly probably looks better, but when you look at them, you don't. You don't. Your your, your thought process isn't, oh, these games are fifteen years apart, or ten years apart, or whatever they actually were, right? Because there's that style, and they're adhering to that style while doing what they can, and so I think Saints Row maybe didn't do a good enough job. If you're if you're having that feeling, it must not have done a good enough job kind of straddling that line, right?
0: I just watched a little bit of Saints Row PS3 to kind of remind myself. Sure. There are points where that game looks better than this game.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay. I mean, what are you going to do about it at that point? Again, here's the thing. It's free for everyone on PS Plus. I would say make your
1: own assumptions. You but, know, not assumptions, but make your own determinations yeah, about the game. Right?
0: Download it and play it because it, I do think the gameplay is good. But unlike Blake and people <laughs> calling him out because I think it's weird, I care about game story. So enough that when it's bad and hard to listen to because the voice acting is weird, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to play this. You know, and I just That's don't fair. think the gameplay supports that. Where some games the gameplay does support it, and who knows because sometimes just running through the witcher is more entertaining, <laughs> not even doing anything well and living in the world
1: yeah, I think gameplay is such a gameplay plays such an important part in the way you feel about a game, clearly to the point where like I've been playing more mortals right, and i've been able, I've been getting further and further into it, and i've seen I remember seeing some of the reviews being like combat is serviceable and nothing more. And I don't find that to be true, but I also don't find that to be a complete lie. Like, the entire time I'm playing it, I'm engaged and I'm having a good time. But I'm not like, oh, shit, I'm going to remember this for years to come. Like, that it's not that kind of gameplay. It's more like, yeah, this is great. This is exactly what it needs to be. It's not distracting me, but it's also not elevating me. So it's like, it's okay. It's like It's perfectly fine. And so you get the gameplay, which I think is interesting enough to keep you like, and it's it's changing from combat-oriented to puzzle-oriented to platforming-oriented, often enough that you don't really linger on it, and then it lets the story and characters and world shine, and that works out. Yeah. So Saints Row kind of has to fight that in a different way, because it's got an inherently different world, inherently different characters. I I, I will say, I remember seeing previews and I didn't think any of the characters were very um, interesting to me. They all felt like Caricatures, which is probably not wrong because in, an, in a weird way, all Saints Row characters have always felt like caricatures, but in a very specific way. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: No, I get exactly what you're saying.
1: <laughs> so, I don't know. It's a weird game. Uh, but we don't have to talk too much about that. Uh, how's Starfield still going for you?
0: Um, It's weird because I really like it, but I, I got myself in a point that's kind of difficult. I think I'm underleveled. So like la- the last time I played it I got 99% of the way through and then died and I was like I'm good and I just started playing Baldur's Gate. I think Starfield is just losing that time where I'd rather be murdering a bunch of innocent people because in playing in playing D&D, you know, putting people's heads in my pocket. Like, that's just the things I think oh. are fun right to, now. To be
1: honest, for people who like both games or were interested in both games, both games coming out is inherently worse at a similar time is inherently worse for both
0: games. I agree
1: because for, and then it becomes a battle of well, which game is doing something more unique, more interesting and that you haven't seen as recently. And as much as Bethesda is one of the only studios to make Bethesda ass games, even though, uh, Obsidian definitely give them a run for their money here and there. Um, the, the point being I feel like the games industry has more recently had examples of Bethesda-style games. And so even though Starfield does a lot, from what I can tell, still haven't played it, but even though Starfield does a lot, I think a lot of people are a little more enamored with Baldur's Gate 3, because a lot of people, this is their first CRPG, and this is one of the first times a CRPG of that style is really even available on consoles. I mean, I know Divinity uh, Original Sin 1 and 2 exist, but those were more niche games at a smaller time. This game's got a lot more budget. a lot. It's a lot bigger. You yeah. can do a lot more. And it. the word of mouth from Original Sin 1 and 2 has really built this game up to be something. So I think Starfield is going to do fine. But inherently I think it's going to kind of wane out on the conversation just due to Baldur's Gate 3 being a little more unique at this time in the gaming industry for consoles specifically for sure.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean Baldur's Gate is kind of the I don't know, it's just it's it's hitting the zeitgeist and it's very interesting to see because of how niche the gameplay itself is, but I'm excited for its future because mm-hmm. this is goddamn fun.
1: Yeah, it's very fun. Though I'm sure I am positive that playing that game solo, I'm not saying it's bad or worse or anything. I just know it's different different. than the fun I'm having playing with us as a group. Yeah. Like the playing as a group can be equally frustrating as rewarding as curious and all these different things. But solo, it's like the game would undoubtedly be way quicker if you're the only
0: person that you have to worry about controlling anything. um, I think yes and no. I think the thing in co-op is I don't think, I think you have to think about the story secondarily like that, like I'm I'm playing my own file and Sean's playing his own file and Ben's playing his own file. You're the really the only one not and it's probably cuz you're playing Im- Immortals. So we're all getting the story in a- in our own way and then when we play together it's just about you know hanging out with the boys I guess and just playing Baldur's Gate and getting into combat because I think the fun of it is like like that's like we had multiple times when we were playing where remember when you rolled and you were like there's no way I get a 1 and then immediately hit a nat 1 that was funny it was my redemption roll too Yeah, and it just as funny as when I was like Brett you're not picking up this fucking book and I raced in front of you and tried to do it and then I failed the skill checks I'm just like shut the fuck up shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was really rewarding yeah to be on the opposite side of well, I bet it was great <laughs> to be on the opposite side of your nat one immediately after saying you weren't going to do it so i get it and i think that's the fun of father's gate three yeah co-op. i was gonna
1: say the the crazy shit that happens because like you know the oath breaker was not something i ever encountered or accounted for yeah and i didn't intend to do it uh, so it's, it's one of those things where It's entirely based on the fact that I'm playing with two other people whose own character classes and own races do not identify or line up with my character's class and race. Therefore this unintended aspect has come out. So what I'd say is while the main story is something I do want to get from co-op, I think that there's a weird story that we're creating in ourselves within this world with what it allows us. Yeah, It's more and of that's, our story. That's the fun. And that's part of the, Oh, well we did this and did this and this was fun because this happened. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like we failed the book, right? And this is also cause we already had, we had existing knowledge, but I've also started realizing that, when you're in co-op, you can do such a better job at just positioning before you, yeah. if you think an encounter's coming, you can try and position people in a way that may be beneficial. So like when we opened the door in that crib and all the bodies came up, we were all in position to whoop ass immediately. And that was kind of cool. You know, it's like, Oh, nice. So to that end, it was very fun. Oh, I see a little dogs back there.
0: Yeah. It was tailing behind someone. I was delivered a Jamaican beef patty.
1: Oh, bro. What? Yeah. Just showed up. What is in a Jamaican beef patty? I, I'm have you never had a Jamaican beef
0: patty? What is that? I mean, first of all, it's in the goddamn name. It's a patty with beef in it.
1: <laughs> it looks like you say a patty. Like I'm supposed to understand that? And it looks like you have an empanada.
0: I get. I guess
1: it looks like a sopapilla. So you're like, this Jamaican beef platter? And then I'm looking at what looks like a sopapilla. I mean, maybe. <laughs> you're confusing me. But no, I've never had one, Chris. You, you call should, me uncultured.
0: You should have one.
1: I don't even think... I've never... I'm, I'll just Googled it. I have never even seen this in a store. I don't think they exist down here. They, they, I think this may be a regional
0: variant. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man.
1: What? This is blowing my mind right now.
0: This can't I feel be like a, I'm
1: talking to someone from
0: across the sea, <laughs> from under the sea. Um, you should seek them out. I'm sure you can find them at your local eatery. Can you? Can you mail me one, Chris? I mean, I definitely could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: gonna i to ask everyone I know tomorrow if they've ever heard of a Jamaican beef patty and just see the response. It could
0: be called something else down there in the heart of America. It looks like a taco filled hot pocket. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly what it is.
1: <laughs> but no, really, half of the ones I'm looking on here, they look like empanadas. They're like you know the you know like when I don't know what they're called there, but like a, like a fried apple pie that you can buy that are in the bag. Fritter and they have the yeah Oh, sure no I mean I don't know I wouldn't call for it or that I mean I don't like you know, pie, the ones so. that are like in a green bag and they're just like they have a you know like somebody put a fork on the end all the way around them I don't know how to describe it Chris I, we're clearly I'm sure someone we're clearly in the audience from, thinks.
0: I don't know if those are in Baldur's Gate 3 but I'm really enjoying Baldur's
1: look Gate. I'm from the other side of the tracks okay okay that's what this is this is a Romeo and Juliet story we live different lives right
0: yeah and I'm the rich man north of New York <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, Chris, let's continue on. Yes. Um, all right. So, yeah, um, playing more of Immortals, I've been having a great time with that. Uh, I think the story is really good, uh, surprisingly. it's at, at times, I was a little worried that I'll, I, I still have if, like, I want to say issues. There's times where I feel like I don't like the main character as much as I should. But then I think to myself, like, yeah, you're not always supposed to like the main character. Like, you're playing as him, but that doesn't mean you have to agree with <clears> what he does. That's what makes most great games great. Though, also, it makes great games when you agree with what he's doing, but you know in real life you'd never actually
0: do it. Or if someone else did it, you'd be like, "That's kind of fucked up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes and no. I mean, it depends on the game. Because, like like I said earlier, my recency bias has me thinking if I would murder a bunch of innocent people just because I can. Which is what I did in Baldur's Gate 3, so... (laughs)
1: I mean, fair enough. I guess it depends on who you
0: are. Well, that's I was, it's why I was saying the reasons he because you were talking. You're like, yeah, things you might do, but you know, you wouldn't say out loud. And if someone else did, you think it's weird. And in my head, I'm like, I just killed a bunch of people. I don't think I would do that. But it's <laughs> kind of interesting that it happened. Anyway.
1: Well, there's something that happens in the game that I don't want to spoil. But other games have played around with it. And if we, if we do end up doing a spoiler chats on it, which will require you to play it. That's valid. Which I've not been pressuring you to do, but if we do end up doing one, I'll go more in depth on it. Um, but I think that one of the aspects of the game that I wanted to see explored more, more did not get to happen because a lot of games are afraid to explore this for a very specific reason. So I, I don't want to cock tease too much, but point being, um, that was a teased cock. Yeah, that yeah, was. I mean, that's just what it is. Uh, that rooster is jealous. He's mad mm. that nothing happened. So. He tweezes yeah, so between that and Baldur's Gate 3, I mean, that's all I've been playing. I've been trying to make time. Uh, so as much as I was upset that we didn't play Baldur's Gate 3 yesterday when I thought maybe we would, it was also good to... I'm, I'm considerably farther in AVM. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm near the end. So. And it's yeah, cool because, was... you know, it's not a very big game, but it's got these, like, dens that you can find that you can uncover from doing different puzzles. And... They're like these portals that you go to and touch and there's like hard as shit extra bosses in them. Nice. And 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 don't go wrong, like <clears throat> yeah, other games have done that, but I don't think other games that are as linear and short as this is. Like it's kind of cool that a game that's around fifteen to twenty hours has this. Yeah. I mean, like God of War had those, but God of War is also like forty hours and and a much wider, you know, map design setup. So yeah. it's pretty cool to see. So, all right, Chris well we don 't have a community 's take this week uh, because we were unsure if we were going to be recording at all due to the internet situation, but since we are, we figured why well, try and rush something out we 'll just go ahead and get going on the episode and see what happens um, so we're going to go ahead and break into the news, and the first piece of news is actually a pretty interesting one because we 're coming after the news of the price hike for PlayStation Plus, and a lot of people feel like sony didn 't deliver with the announcements for the monthly essential games at that time so they have a chance to potentially remedy that with the announcement of the extra and premium tiers so more playstation plus leaks have come down the pike it appears that the next round of games coming to the service include great titles such as unpacking near replicant star ocean the divine force which is the newest one uh, civilization 6 13 sentinels aegis rim and sniper ghost warrior contract 2 it's the same user as last time, Billy Bill. Uh, and he continues on to say that these are not the only titles coming this month. The, regaining, the remaining games should be announced September 13th, which is tomorrow when this episode hopefully gets to go live. Um, so... Yeah, what are you thinking on here, Chris? I mean, that's a pretty damn good selection of games, but maybe that's just because it's
0: specifically a little more geared towards things I like. I was going to say, I think that's a matter of personal opinion. That wasn't even me trying to be a dick, but like I don't want to play near Replicant, right? So Mm -hmm. that doesn't really hit me. Um, And then I own, I think, all of these except Ghost Warrior. So like we were saying last week, This doesn't really do much for me, but they are good games. 13 Sentinels is a great game from everything I've heard. I have the Platinum in Well, I think that's what it comes down to.
1: Well, there's there's a tenuous balance between, because there's been months where I'm like, damn, that's a good PS Plus month, and I own all these games. But there's still something about knowing that if you didn't own those games, that's a really good value month. Mm -hmm. That makes you be like, I'm glad I have this service because maybe the next time it'll be a really good value month of games that I don't have. And sometimes it does happen that way. And you're like, hell yeah, that's cool. So it's nice to see this, even though it should be important to know you do not get these games. (laughs) You just get access to them (laughs) Um, a little differently than PS Plus, which is also true of the essential games. You don't really get them. You just get access to them so long as you have PS Plus. But it's you do get much them more unfettered access.
0: With, this is not the case Exactly.
1: Here. Yeah, these rotate off. So, But these are pretty pretty good ones. So I'll be curious to see if these aren't the only games, what the remainder of games are, and if they're all of similar quality. I almost wonder if the social media... I mean, the backlash against it has already died down. But I wonder if you'll see reverse, like, oh, okay, this is actually kind of cool. Or <laughs> if it'll just be like, a, ah, we're over it. Or if it'll even stir up more... This after that fucking price increase, you know, it's like it makes you wonder what is the online fervor going to be for this.
0: Yeah, I got to see what that uh classic is.
1: That see you may have just tapped in on part of the problem with people's thing of the classics. It's classic.
0: Yeah, usually.
1: <laughs> and at some point if it's not a PS3 game which you can kind of make yourself believe took a lot more work, it kind of has to be like is it really that hard to put Two more PSP games and PS One <laughs> games on there every month. Like, can you put one PS One, one PS Two, and one PSP game on a month? Yeah, until we have a pretty solid collection.
0: It's a very valid point. I, they should. Ah, there knows? needs to be more. And when they announce PS Three games, it'll be perfect. Mm, do you think this is the month, Chris? Or it's supposed it's to be the the to play.
1: Yeah, there's rumors about one. We'll see if that ends up being true or not. Uh, Next piece of news, uh, Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition is seemingly coming sometime soon as the game was seen on Singapore's rating boards. As we often see, uh, Asian countries seem to have uh, rating boards that tend to get stuff far earlier than ours do. And for some reason, we have access to that. And it seems that this spoils a lot of games. But Chris, you're muted, good sir. You, you were trying to smack on that
0: Jamaican beef patty, and you just you muted yourself. Muted myself a while ago. Um, <laughs> or I did that a while ago. Um, well, there was something else that recently we just talked about that was shown here. Was it Red Dead? I think so.
1: Uh, Siphon Filter. Those games were also rating spoiled. Boards, this way. Yeah, yeah. The rating boards is the enemy of trying to keep surprises.
0: Seriously, them and Nvidia. <laughs> in <laughs> and then, and then nvidia yeah that's right
1: um yeah i don't know this is not surprising to see it makes sense definitely since the uh the dlc is already ps5 specific we saw this last time uh complete edition game of the year edition i don't think that they they may do a game of the years what they may call it but complete edition feels like a bigger Could one this, this feels better. like an inevitable product right yes it does it's always happening yeah yeah Always happens. So, sensible for people who've decided to wait and want to get it all together for one cheap price. There you go. I don't think Horizon Forbidden West had, I don't know, Forbidden West finally hit PlayStation Plus, didn't it?
0: I believe so, yeah.
1: I think it did. So, um, if you want to spend money instead of getting the play for free, there you go. You have your chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. Pitch. You can do what Chris is doing with Saints Row. In case you want to try it free of charge, you can see how you feel about it and come back around and let everyone know. Uh, On the flip side of a game that's been around uh, already on the system and is just coming again, we have a game that has never been on PlayStation, despite seeming like an obvious home for it. Roblox is going to be launching on PlayStation consoles in October. This game has been out since 2015. As you probably all know, kids talk about it all the time. Uh, It is also going to be coming with a quote, massive update on Xbox consoles. No word on if this update is going to be coming to PS5 at a later date, or if said update will be baked into the SKU on the day it launches. But for right now, that is all we know. Um, I knew that Roblox was not on PlayStation, clearly, because we play on it. But I was a little surprised to learn that Roblox is not on Switch, which seems like such an obvious home for it. But then you also think about it, and if Switch is geared so much towards kids... Nintendo may feel like Roblox is an avenue for adults to come on, and this has been a, a fear for a lot of uh, parents. It could be an avenue for adults to come on and interact in uh, inappropriate, inappropriate um, manner with kids, and I don't think that Nintendo wants to have to deal with any bash- backlash if that were to happen.
0: Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. I'm just I'm blown away this wasn't around. Well,
1: it's kind of like, do you remember whenever they were trying to strong arm PlayStation to where they weren't going to let you play Minecraft unless you had a Microsoft account on PlayStation? Yeah. Yeah. And they were trying to say that, and I get it, they were trying to say that since it's our game and we are ultimately responsible for what happens within the game, we need access and information that can allow us to see what's happening in the game on a deeper level than your system allows and therefore that means we want to be able to control everything through a microsoft account so that if someone does something that's against our policy but not yours we can still ban them and we can deal with it on our own account um i don't know if that ever went anywhere i haven't played minecraft on ps4 or ps5 in
0: forever yeah. Do you know if that made it but did that happen i don't think it happened but i don't remember i don't I've, i actually i kind of think it did it probably
1: did because I feel like when you play on Switch, you have to go. You have to log into your mind, uh, your uh, Microsoft account or Minecraft. It, I think it is a Microsoft account, but it may also just be like a Mo Yang
0: Minecraft Soft
1: account. Like this- account. <laughs> yeah, Minecraft <laughs> Soft. Yeah, yeah. I, what if my Mi- What if Minecraft grew so big that it was even more known than Microsoft, and they just
0: rebranded themselves to Minecraft Soft? <laughs> Minecraft XP. <laughs> <laughs> It would just be called Steve XP at that point. And then they just start
1: releasing new versions of Minecraft that are all based off Minecraft XP,
0: (laughs) Minecraft Vista. I can see the commercial (laughs) right now, too. It's like, we built an operating system in, and then it zooms in to, like, Steve, and he's just swinging, and it goes, Minecraft! And then he hits a button, it's the recycle bin, and (laughs) you have to walk around to get to your Google Chrome. I mean
1: this. Oh, God it would not be worth it in terms of grand scale but how cool would it be to do that once how cool would it be to be like i'm navigating my entire computer
0: in a video game it would be cool but i'm saying that's yeah. the whole os yeah so it'd be pretty wild it would be intense yeah you've got to go to a
1: dungeon to delete or change apps that are <laughs> <laughs> at, to to delete or uninstall programs yeah and if you fall in the lava you lose all your installed programs <laughs> yeah. You've got to fight a boss in order for the for it to actually uninstall. Right. That's how you beat. You get a virus and you have to go into the dungeon to fight it. Yeah,
0: it's an Ender Dragon.
1: It's an Ender Dragon that every time that it goes to roar, it's the Pornhub theme. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: you're like, oh no, that would be great. I would play that game. I would play that OS yeah. actually. Yeah, that,
1: yeah. The,
0: life would just be an OS at that point, yeah. right?
1: L O S. It's what we were always talking about with what would be cool to see but also completely unreasonable from PlayStation Home if they decided to bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> Second life. Just let me up, Dude, I still got to say I still think a PSVR2 PlayStation Home where you get on and you start there and anytime that you want you, you meet up with friends in a VR space and then you can all walk together into the game portal to play a game together like oh cool, let's go play Crossfire and then you just walk into it. That'd be useful. It'd be cool. doesn't mean I'd always want to feel like doing just it, but I, a lot of people would, and I mainly feel that way because VR chats is so popular. It, I think it proves the fact that people just sometimes want to chill in a space of like-minded... That's you know. just always kind of...
0: That's a little too far for me. It creeps me out.
1: VR chats?
0: Yeah, because it brings me that... It brings us that much closer to upload your consciousness and live forever inside of meta... <laughs> And like that's an interesting that's an interesting concept. But those, uncomfortable. Those servers eventually go down, right? Like that's how that's how it ends. And like, ah oh, man, how's that any different than dying though? I don't know, but knowing like,
1: cause you feel like the trade off is only worth it if you know you'll live in perpetuity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. Not have to not have to live licensed by Google to be the background in uh, Star Wars. You know Wars how movies. they'll do it, right?
1: They'll do it to where even though your body's dead, mm-hmm. that you just have to, in order for the servers to not be shut down, which you're unaware of, you're in the game, right? You're not aware of, you don't know what's happening. You're just in this fake game thing. And your family's having to pay every month to make sure that the servers that you're on doesn't get deleted. Yeah, and that's and how they upkeep server costs. Your family's just having to work like an extra 40
0: hours. <laughs> and if the family doesn't doesn't pay, they break my niece. <laughs> You don't even know why you're just walking in the game, World Street,
1: like do 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 do
0: Exactly. You're in the middle of the. Or- the it's not order, even like a long shark. <laughs> there,
1: there's just a, there's just like a bat that swings out of the fucking air.
0: <laughs> you're like, oh god.
1: Shinzia gives you a good kneecapping. Oh god. You know, real mafia yeah. shit. Real mafia shit. Uh, but yeah, Roblox coming is pretty wild. It's gonna be a big. Crazy big source of income.
0: <laughs> yes, it is.
1: Uh, so that that's a little surprising to see. And now we'll have to see if Nintendo stops being the holdout. And it's like, fine, we want in on that action.
0: Maybe one day. They don't S- need it, though.
1: Speaking of Nintendo. Yeah. Completely different conversation, not part of the news. But it is something interesting to see. Um, Velvet Thunder hit me up in a DM with a tweet that was talking about Gotham Knights being announced as a Switch game. Yeah. And I didn't, I meant <clears throat> to look into it more, but my immediate thought was cuz he said the same thing, like why would you cancel the PS4 Xbox One versions because it was un it wasn't powerful enough and then cap the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions to 30 frames per second, but then announce a Switch version. It's probably when the Switch true. is an that was my answer. Like it has to be a cloud streaming game, which did bring me to an interesting thought process though, as an answer to allow last gen systems to still interact with your game. If they decide they want to, if Nintendo is still digging further and further into this cloud streaming thing, why are no publishers doing the same thing on PS4? Like technically Xbox is through x cloud. Cause I think you can play all of that on like an Xbox one S and whatnot. Um, But you don't see it on PlayStation. Like, Why is no publisher being like, why why is EA, instead of being like, hey, we're going to port Star Wars Jedi Survivor to PS4 and have to do all the work to make that happen. Why don't they just go, yeah, we're just going to stream the game from a computer or console rack and just say you can play it on PS4. It's just streaming on the cloud. Like, Why is it successful, seemingly at least, in one console sphere but not in the
0: others? I wonder why publishers wouldn't do that. Um, I say this in the nicest way possible, but I feel like Switch players are a lot more willing to accept mediocrity. That's I, fair. Like you, but and that's the I, reason is because you buy yeah. a Switch knowing that shit's gonna run like crap. You buy a Switch to play Witcher Three at two FPS and seven twenty I or whatever the fuck. Like you know what if you're win, getting. That sounds interest.
1: like it's blowing in a tin can. Yeah
0: exactly like you you don't buy that expecting something crazy so i think when gotham knights lags on the switch you're like still cool i'm playing gotham knights on switch like, <laughs> that's really that's how i feel like it is
1: well yeah that, that's fair enough it just it is interesting to see all of this infrastructure and stuff going towards cloud but then also not having a very solid cloud market outside of weirdly enough
0: the nintendo switch <laughs> yeah it's it's really weird i don't really get it mm. maybe it's we just, have a question go that ahead. go ahead go ahead i was saying maybe it's just that developers know they don't need to compromise their titles on the other consoles but there is no next gen switch yet mm. does that make sense
1: yeah, well speaking of games that are running on hardware you wouldn't anticipate them to run on, we have a question that I think is uh, it's a good time to slot it in. So rudedays ninety three, one of our longtime listeners, longtime patrons, he says uh, he shared a tweet from Tom Warren or an, an X, a post.
0: Post. Is that what they're calling it? It's post, post, which is so dumb. Holy crap, to lose that okay. marketing.
1: I know, right? It's in the
0: dictionary take all- And he's like, X,
1: it's X now And you go to the most generic word that you can post. It's okay, though. Whatever. So Tom Warren uh, says Resident Evil Village and the Resident Evil 4 remake are coming to the iPhone 15 Pro. Apple's iPhone 15 Pro has an A17 Pro chip that enables hardware-based ray tracing for games. It sounds like a big boost to mobile gaming. And so the question that he framed alongside it was, thoughts on Apple iPhone 15 being able to natively run console games. Do you see it making a major impact in the video game space? Um, I'm very curious. I have my own immediate thoughts on this, but I'm very curious as to what yours are and how close they align with mine.
0: Um, How much does it cost? The iPhone 15 no, Pro? No, I know. I already bought one. I know how that costs. How much does that costs. <laughs> but, <laughs> how much are the games? Yeah, good question. Right, because if you told me, hey, you just bought this iPhone 15 Pro and you can play mm-hmm. Resident Evil 4 the worst possible way, no offense. I'm sure it runs great, but touchscreen or connecting and having to prop your phone up with a pop socket or whatever the hell, Like that doesn't sound... That's not as convenient as the console, so okay, yeah, I can play it at work, but does it run what does it cost because if you're telling me i can get that for 20 bucks i'm in and i might be in fair enough i might be in at like 40 bucks for resident evil 4 but i don't think it's gonna make much in the moves in the way of like reducing the console footprint or something like that because i still have to have a dual (laughs) sense you know
1: well do you and that becomes my big question is A, how feasible is this on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment use? How feasible is this? And that question manifests in a lot of different ways. How feasible is it for, okay, how do you control it? Does it have touchscreen controls? If so, how well do they work within the the design of that game? How much has the game been changed to accommodate for that? If not, okay, you have to have a controller. How feasible is it to constantly have a controller on you to make use of this benefit? Okay, okay. Let's say that you do. Okay. We keep going down the line. Ca- okay. So, if we could do hardware based ray tracing on a phone, what the hell's battery life going to be playing this? Because I can tell you right now, I play Royal Match, and in 30 minutes, that thing drains, you
0: know, 12% of my battery. Mm-hmm. My phone. And that
1: is not a game with any ray tracing.
0: Yeah. If I play Marvel Snap too long, my phone's at like 30%. Exactly.
1: And so you start to go into the same thing I talked about with as much as I don't see a personal value for something like the PlayStation Portal, I look at this and say, is it cool that it can happen? Absolutely it is. But the reason that you play things like this on dedicated devices is because that dedicated device is made for it and it doesn't hit any of the limitations or any of the caveats that doing something on your phone would. At the end of the day, if I have to make the decision between my phone battery lasting the entire day, if I'm lucky, versus having to do – getting to play 45 minutes of Resident Evil 4 on my phone for my phone to be useless for me the rest of the day without having to find – periodic times to try and plug it in. I'm going to choose for my phone to last all day. That's just what's going to happen. Now, I am not everyone, and I understand that. But how many people are going to sacrifice the general use function of their phone to benefit from this game? Then you have to go through, outside of being a news piece, what's the real value of this? Because the, the problem with all... All tech and why consoles even exist and why they're so popular and why computers are so popular for gaming is that batteries are not at the level they need to be at yet to make this a pipe dream that's worth exploring too far. And at that end, the question is, does this have a major impact in the video game space? I think no. I think this is niche as all hell. Uh, No, I disagree. (laughs) Go ahead. I mean, I... I and don't be wrong. I well, I could be proven wrong clearly. But I know how much gaming on phones already fucks your phone battery.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm more taking Bringing
1: even higher quality phones is not going to change that, you know what I mean? My problem
0: is that <laughs> even if like 30% of the user base doesn't Let's even go, let's go with like 50% of the user base doesn't use this feature or play games on their phone. It's still more okay. than both consoles combined of people who have the ability to play these things. So I don't know that I would say sure. it's niche. You know.
1: Okay, so let's say fifty percent of people play games on their phone at all. Yeah. What what percentage of that is gonna play a console quality game on their phone? Oh, I don't think it's a lot.
0: But it's enough. But buying that phone and having the ability. Does not make it once it's there, it's not niche anymore. It might be a niche thing, or who knows? Maybe it's niche now because no one can see it. The
1: feature is not niche, right? Because the feature exists for everyone, but it's niche in terms of how many people choose to access it and literally use it. So, to that end, I don't think it's going to have an impact on the video game space in any considerable way, unless the impact that it has is that people start trying to make sure that they create games in a way that can be put onto a phone. And so we start seeing non-restricted devices like PlayStation 5 and whatnot that are dedicated and have the means to do this start being pulled back and hampered in order to make sure that the games are still playable on phone, which I don't think is going to happen because ultimately console games... Console level games sell on consoles and PCs because people want to play them in the environment which you do that anyway. <clears throat> I guess I just think Steam I, Deck does prove that there's a lot of people that wants to play that stuff on the go. But Steam Deck also proves the same problem. You can only play it on the go for about three to five hours if you're lucky. And yeah. that's on a device that does
0: nothing but that. I just don't think I also just don't think we even have any knowledge of the audience. And that's not because we don't have we don't know it. It's because we're not that young. Like I've watched I've seen videos of like kids playing Fortnite on touchscreen and like being better than people on controller. So that's all it is. It's just, sure. it's just not a skill that we have. This is the first like rock and roll. Yeah, but this, take is, that out this of is, it. is your rock and roll. I need you to understand that. This is your satan music because the reality is no, but the kids are playing <laughs> oh yeah. on their phone. Yeah, sure. So this isn't this isn't going to be niche very long. It's not going to take away from the gaming industry, but no, I don't think so either. When a kid, when the thing is it's not this iPhone. It's iPhone 18, iPhone 19 when this power is available for the price of the SE right now and Jim, mm-hmm. Bob and Joe are playing Baldur's Gate in the back of algebra, right? Like that's what this is leading towards. So actually, the question we should be talking about is, how fucked is the U.S. educational system when I can play Baldur's Gate 3 in my classroom? Because I'll tell you what, if I can play Baldur's Gate 3 on my phone at work, I wouldn't be in the kitchen at all. So (laughs) I can only imagine how that translates to kids in school, especially when they're already growing up with tablets. That's the thing. Kids are being raised on tablets right now, whereas we were being raised on rectangles. And controllers, right? So these games sure. are going to be fully playable for kids with touchscreens. Probably brightness all the way off because they've needed to save their battery their whole life too. Like, <laughs> well, I,
1: see, <clears throat> I actually think you get to two points that I want to rebut against yours to a degree. The first one being that yes, you are correct. The impact of this on future phones is inherently different than the impact of it on this phone. But the question was. Thoughts on specifically the 15 Pro being able to play console games and the impact that that phone will have in the video game space. As of right now, I think it's too small, too niche. As I, I, go ahead, what what you you clearly have a response. Go ahead. I think that is some semantic bullshit to take away. Well, no, <laughs> because the, what I'm saying the impact, is my actual answer to the question is specifically about the next year to two, which is typically what you're going to expect that, out of a phone, right? That's not an So impact, you look at that market though. base and you look and go, well, isn't there look impact that, that Resident
0: Evil 4 is playable in your pocket? Holy shit. Sure. This is the first step. The, imp- the impact that, of Mario. Yeah, sure was not 1 to 2 years from Mario. The impact of Mario sure. is today Chris Pratt is playing Mario in the movie. That's the impact. Well, then Fortnite's Fortnite's already
1: given that impact then. Do you see I what I'm not, if you actually you. break it off? That that barrier's already been broken. But it's it's I agree with but that. But that's also the right type of game for that.
0: But again, it's right now we're at a point where there's borderline sure. console parity between phone and console, right? Like that Sure. borderline I don't know what these games look like. I don't actually know. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, but again, I can play Resident Evil as Resident Evil 4 remake in the, my pocket and I, assumably, given the screen size and all of that, it'll look pretty good. That the impact of that is going to be not even I wouldn't even say 10 15 years down the line. I would say the the even if it's just the next phone, which is a year, two years at max. Sure. And the battery life has improved because now these phones are built this way. you know we 're assuming three to five hours i don 't know how long this lasts and it 's well, the first iteration is not going to last forever, but it 's just like the impact mm-hmm. of the steam deck and the impact of this phone. the impact will be felt forever right now. there is no impact on the um, there is no impact on the games industry there won 't be. But there wasn't mm-hmm. any impact on the painting industry when the camera first launched, and now there is sure. no self portrait painting industry like and that's yeah. the thing i
1: don't you don't you don't know the impact until you're far enough away to right. to see it so, in so I guess
0: I would agree with sure. you that yes, in the next one to two years no there's probably not gonna be any impact on it, but it wouldn't surprise me if I buy my kids a PlayStation Ten and they're like, "I'm good, I have my phone."
1: <laughs> I'll tell you this to to wrap up my point of it yeah I, my version of this is i don't care what phone we are on until the and until it's not the phone iterating <clears throat> but specifically battery technology changing because the thing is is you can keep trying they have been trying to find ways and ways and ways to improve battery life make charging quicker so that if you do have to charge throughout the day because phones do more that it charges more more quickly but at the end of the day the thing that's going to actually give this true impact, and it's going to give impact to a lot of things, including devices like the Switch and the uh, Steam Deck, is when we move away from lithium-based batteries.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we are, as far as any kind of market is concerned, we are so far from that. Yeah, there is. N- so I would say the impact of this can't mm. really ever break past a certain barrier until the battery's problem solved. It's the same way I feel about electric cars. Well, But ultimately, electric cars are only as useful as their batteries can take you. And since charging is slow and takes a lot of time and infrastructure to set that up is slow and takes a lot of time, the real impact of electric cars cannot be seen probably even in the next five years because it's going to be too slow to try and do that because of limitations of technology. So I don't know if you you take those things in in tandem and stride. And uh, yeah, eventually it will be a huge
0: deal. I just don't know. know, I don't know. I guess I don't know if that really... I guess you're right, but I just think I'm looking at it this way, where it's, you know, for millions of years, we had no technology, and then we went from horse and carriage to in space in a 100. Sure. So when when the demand for battery life improvements comes, the battery life will improve. I wouldn't be surprised if in two, three, five years – we're looking at you can get a full playthrough of Resident Evil 4 on three charges. Like that wouldn't surprise Maybe. me.
1: Maybe. And Resident Evil is a good game for both of these, right? Because they're fairly short games. Yeah. they're it's not incredible. Mirage, long. 20 hours. They Yeah, they're they're very limited. They're very linear games. There's not a lot of wide things. They invite you to play them in sessions. These are ideal games for trying to sell someone on the Absolutely. console quality on a phone, right? But to your point of looking at who knows what will happen, this is what I'd say. You're right. We've made tons of strides in a long time, but we've been on lithium batteries since 1991. That is when commercial lithium batteries hit.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Here we are in 23, and as far as anyone is concerned, as far as battery technology is going and what we do know and what we don't know, we do not currently understand how to (coughs) reasonably and impactfully move away from lithium right now in a way that we can scale up to fit the things that we currently like to enjoy. So, I continue to say, I think the impact lies whenever one of these technological barriers is over. Because what I'd even say is phones are making huge strides. But in a weird way, phones really have kind of hit a point where they're only going to be as powerful as the battery life can sustain them. And the battery is the new real brick wall that phones are hitting into. They've done a lot to try and ease that so they can keep squeezing more out. But you eventually hit a point where phones can only continue to make a leap once batteries can make the leap. And that's a, a lot of industry is very hampered by current battery technology. It's the life of what we deal with. It's just, you know, what I'd say is when you look at impact on an industry, I think impact on an industry is when it becomes so big that it's undeniable. And this feature will be niche until people are feel comfortable enough to be like, okay, I can play this for three hours without sacrificing my ability to maybe have my phone in more useful scenarios that I actually need them in. We all know that most people use their phone for the dumbest shit for the majority of the day. But at least where we are right now, kids and everyone included, you'd rather have your phone to do dumb shit with the majority of the day by not doing something like this on it if you don't have to. When you're at home, a little different. Good, good point for you right now, right? Is like as this continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger, the long-term impact that I can see is that console sales will feel less ne- less necessary. Because while you're at home, if you can just plug your f- phone in and charge it while you're playing it, slowly over time, people will buy less consoles and we'll slowly see that shift that a lot of people have been talking about where it's less about what console you're on and more about what platform you're on and you'll start seeing PlayStation as a platform appear on phone and you already see Xbox as a platform appear on phone and then so you'll start seeing Steam as a platform maybe even appear on phone and then suddenly everything is a lot different than what we're currently dealing with I just don't even think we're within five years of that if I'm being honest I would love to be proven wrong not because I want Because I welcome that, but just because hopefully the things that come with that solve a bunch of other problems, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) like how, how do we do electric cars in a more sustainable fashion, and how can I actually have an electronic car that allows me to work the way that my job requires me to work without having to worry about adding time for all these things. There's a lot of good solves in that, but right now, there's a pretty big barrier in terms of
0: lithium battery technology. Definitely. Bam. So all right that's fun we haven't argued well, on the show in a while <laughs> good
1: question yeah good question uh so we got a couple more news here we got ubisoft's x defiant was initially planned for a summer release date <clears throat> but it's clearly missed that mark as today is september 13th of course when you're listening to this the game should now be waking up when september ends according to executive producer mark rubin who announced that the game is now targeting an october release now here comes the shock Ruben was candid and explained that the game had failed console certification with Sony and Microsoft, noting compliance bugs like trophy tracking and friends lists. While this may sound like a doom and gloom scenario, usually the first certification is a boulevard of broken dreams, with most games being rejected when the time comes around. Ruben said that in the long view, the game would most likely be given a provisional pass on the condition of a day one update. Chris, this must have been the one piece of news that you that you worked on for 30 minutes, trying to figure out how many Green Day. I got some good. How ones. you could phrase this?
0: Yeah, I thought I thought I did a pretty good job. You did pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You didn't turn my brain into stew, so I, you know. Yeah, I couldn't figure that one out. I thought about it. I actually, you know, it's funny when I was writing this, I messaged you because I was, I looked up how many guns were in X Defiant so I could make a 21 guns <laughs> joke. <laughs> I did pretty good. Yeah. You didn't try to work American Idiot in here at all. I was trying to be subtle, though. That was the thing. That's fair. You go way too hard if you do that. Yeah. Right? Cause I feel like even the Boulevard of Broken Dreams one, that, I feel like I was subtle enough with it.
1: Yeah, you weren't doing too bad. Uh, So, no, across the board, X Defiant has looked like a super iffy game to me since day one. But I feel like that's where we are right now with those type of games. They're meant to be iffy looking because they come out and as long as there's like a glimmer of something there, people will gravitate toward it and then the game will just inevitably get better. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think anyone would really argue that day one Titanfall is better than now Titanfall. I'm sure someone does. but <laughs> saying, you know. There's definitely people who would argue that. But <laughs> but ultimately, <clears throat> most people would say that the majority of the game has moved in a more positive fashion because these games are built on iteration.
0: Yeah, right. I agree. Uh, yeah. Look, I, I thought this was fun when I played the beta. I don't have too much to say. I thought this was mostly interesting because it's like, oh, he actually told us that they failed certification. Because honestly, I find that interesting because that I feel like to the vast majority of people, that kind of sunk the game in their eyes when like I tried like I said like it's just normal it happens to a lot of games in in the first pass through certification so do you think
1: cyberpunk is kind of responsible for that though because if you remember the story came out that both microsoft and sony if i remember correctly uh it may have just been sony but part of the reason everything got so bad with that game <laughs> is because that game failed certification yeah but CD Projekt Red was like, no, guys, don't worry. Like, we know, but the game will be ready for day one. And Sony and I think Microsoft, let me know if I'm wrong. Um, but they were both kind of like, okay, yeah, we trust you.
0: Yeah. And you that kind of came back three. to
1: bite them in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you look at that and maybe that's where people start feeling like, well, if a game fails so, you know, certification, and now that Sony and Microsoft have cracked down on it because of how bad Cyberpunk had as a response – does that mean that you're in for a problematic game? Cyberpunk's actually kind of a bad example in in the long run because Cyberpunk is like a very beloved game. It's great. Despite its history. (laughs) Yeah. And it was super broken. Um, So to that end, I mean, like No Man's Sky was also kind of busted up and not great, and that's a beloved game. So all that to say, games are – we're at a point where games don't have to be made or break, uh, you know, made or broken on day one. They Just don't, yeah. as unfortunate as that is for early adopters and early players, it's also good for them because some early players literally like to say, I've been playing this game since day one, and here I am five years later, still enjoying it in an even better fashion. And that's cool, yeah. I'm not one of those people, I want to play something and get done with it and move on. I like all replay my, uh, it later.
0: my all having every season pass of Apex, like I have all yeah. those banners and stuff. I like that, so I get that, yeah. So, all right. Well, so when this game comes out, you're going to try it again. Yeah, it's definitely. free to play, isn't it? Yeah, it's fun. It felt like old it's school awesome. Call of Duty. I'll play it. It's free. I wouldn't buy I it know.
1: probably. Yeah, I remember a lot of people mentioned made it akin to old school Call of Duty.
0: Yeah, I never played it, so I didn't. Very boots really on the worry. ground. Very uh, buzzword, buzzword. You know what I mean? I like it. <laughs>
1: All right, we got two more pieces of news. Stray will be stalking its way into theaters via publisher Anapurna. Nice. Anap, <laughs> there you go, there you go. Um, it's being produced by Annapurna Animation and is described as Hope Punk. What a name! What a styled name! Yeah, I think I've ever heard of that.
0: It's one of those. It's one of those like things that you hear that sounds super pretentious, but I also really like it. Like I would. Be 100%. A pr- I would wear yeah. a Hope Punk shirt, you know what I mean? Like a chick with robot I'm arms, with like skipping through a field of flowers. Like I'm down with that shit. Yeah. That sounds dope as hell. Can we make that with a triangle squared logo on Dude, it? Dude, yes, one hundred percent.
1: Let's go. N- new line of shirts coming soon, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> new line of <I'll laughs> first just, line of shirts. First line. Shirts. First first line of shirts coming soon. Um. No, I, I think that that's a cool name, too. Also love oh, how me. we have all reached a point where any word prefixed to the, you know, the affix or suffix, or whatever, of, of punk, we just go, okay, yeah, we know exactly what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's punk, so we know it's going to be techy, It's going to be weirdly tech-based. And then whatever the first word. So it's going to be tech that inspires hope. Let's go. Hope punk. Hope let's punk. go. We got this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Makes you wonder, like, could you do, like, hope goth? Like, is that a thing? <laughs> See, hope goth doesn't sound right, but goth punk, I can
1: one hundred percent in my mind vision right now. Goth
0: punk is definitely a genre on Spotify. I'm gonna check; it definitely is, almost undoubtedly. Then again, I'm pretty sure
1: that's goth punk, not goth punk. Like, you know what I mean? Not altogether like. There's multiple punk or
0: playlists here that say goth punk. You wanna know? What's, what, so um, I wonder
1: to what degree does it? Is it like?
0: Nine inch nails, <laughs> All right, um, Type O Negative is on this playlist. Okay, yeah, I can see
1: that. So they're just basically being like darker, more moody uh, industrial music. It sound, looks like to it. a degree. And Type O Negative is not entirely industrial, but they have industrial sounds to them. Anasazi. So, I don't think I know that name. These it are also sounds familiar. As hell. These- I don't know, Chris. Uh, this is cool, and I kind of understand why they're doing it. I would hope that they expand on this idea to some degree. I think they have to. I'm be honest. If Anna perna is bold enough, and I like Anna perna a lot, they may actually they may actually be bold enough. There is no way in hell this movie hits theaters, and is a movie that is just a cat meowing and robots going. It's, there's no fucking way. It's not happening. Tom
0: Holland is playing Stray. <laughs> yeah, meow. Meow. <laughs> meow, <laughs> bruv.
1: So, yeah, I would imagine that this is going to be given um, a quite a makeover in its adaptation process. Because I think that works as a video game, right? I don't think that works as a movie. Uh I'd be bold. I would love to see someone bold enough to do it. I think it could work as a movie, but I don't think anyone has the balls to want to do it because the average moviegoer who may otherwise be down to see this is not going to if someone goes, it's just a fucking hour
0: and a half of a cat meowing and running up walls. <laughs> yeah, I would be down to watch that movie though. But that's just see. You're right because that concept only sounds good to people who smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> So,
1: all the kids that haven't haven't found out about weed yet, they're just off the
0: well, f- you don't smoke, and that doesn't sound interesting to you and like no, it sounds the the movie sounds oh, interesting right, to me, right, right. but I
1: like weird ass movies
0: that's fair, that's fair i don't know. I mean
1: I like fucking enemy, and i almost everyone I know hates enemy. I like the enemy, <laughs> I still think the funniest know, part
0: my dad fucking awesome, yeah, it's a great movie. Um, I don't know. I would watch this. It sounds like something I would watch Superstone. But I would watch most movies Superstone, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Be fair, yeah. now um
1: i'm curious as to how this is going to work though because part of what i think made that movie or that game rather so endearing and what people loved about it is little shit that i don't see how you replicate in a a movie it's not as novel like it sounds dumb to say but half of this game's hype was that you had a meow on command button i mean that so so sincerely do you know how many people were like oh shit i can meow on command (laughs) me that was that was like big deal i know it's like me too my wife was my wife who doesn't even play games said, You can meow. <laughs> like, you control the meow? Yes, I control the meow. <laughs> I'm certain meows law. That level of control that's cute is taken away. So you start thinking it's like, what are they gonna do? They're gonna pixarify it? Where like they start having all these things being where it's less about your connection with the cat in so far as you're acting as its guide. And more it's like, well, you're just witnessing horrible things happen to this cat. I I don't know. I don't know how this is going to (laughs) happen.
0: I don't know, but it's going to be hopeful. And punk. It will be hopeful, so it
1: can't be too sad. Um, I'm curious for the day that Stray 2 comes out.
0: (laughs) Stray 2 back to the orphanage. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Stray to Lost in New York.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you ever see the John Mulaney special where he's like, because if I was a Def Jam comic in the 90s, I would have killed. Yeah. <laughs> my main bit would be, how do you get lost in New York? It's a grid system, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> where are you at? 37 and 9th. <laughs> where you want to be? 47 and 47 10. <laughs> One up and 12 down, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's fucking funny, man. it's a great joke I would
1: also I don't know if I don't know if Stray works in a bigger city in all honesty that's not sectioned off yeah probably Stray is basically maze runner for cats (laughs) okay do what you will with that information (laughs) we have one more piece of news before we get into the final question and then the sexiest part of the show Larian is working on PS5 and PC crossplay for its generational title Baldur's Gate 3. The title does feature cross-save between console and PC, and Larian mentioned that it has always been in the plans for the title. DLC is also being heavily discussed internally, but the team is currently focused on patching and then taking a well-deserved break, as they should, because this is a monumental effort that they have been working on for a long time. So... I like teams being able to stick around for just a bit, make sure that all the versions of the game run right, and then fucking off for a yeah. while.
0: <laughs> like, Let me take it. And break. since
1: they're independent, they really can fuck off for a while. <laughs> they can do whatever to. they want. Yeah, um, that's good. Um, no, this is a big deal to me. Uh, I have noticed that lately, the big uh, the big hoorah that had been made between cross-play and cross-save and all these things has kind of been taking a back seat because, like, Remnant 2... No crossplay. I don't know why, in all honesty. Yeah. And this game, no crossplay. I didn't know why, in all honesty. So it's good to know that it's always just been there, but it's always been that, like, it's the least important thing in a long list of shit we've got to figure out. Yeah, I'm really happy. And that's fair.
0: I'm really happy about the cross-save stuff because I um i could just play my pc character so i just migrated that over but one of the reasons i started a new playthrough was cuz i didn't earn the trophies at the beginning of the game um <laughs> but yeah that's really cool uh, so chris you never change no i do not but, here's the, but actually speaking of never changing <laughs> the ironic part is that if this if crossplay had been there from the beginning i probably would have stayed on pc
1: no i could yeah 100% see that and it's funny cuz i'm glad to hear this because i've been saying like I've been having fun with our thing, and so I have another friend group that I haven't played with as much lately because I just don't have endless time, and I'm trying to focus out on other things, but I used to like playing games with them, and i like, man, they would like Baldur's Gate 3, and I'd like to play with them, but to do so, they're primarily PC, and since this game does not support PC, or cross-save, or cross-play rather, it does support cross-save, uh, then I would have to buy the game. Again, technically, I didn't buy it the first time, but you know what I mean. I'd have to buy a game I technically already have access to. And I was like, that's kind of unfortunate. Good for them because it means that if you want to play with different groups of people, you'll buy it more than once. But yeah. Yeah. I bought it twice. So, <laughs> I mean, thanks, dude. You're welcome. <laughs> it was worth it. To be, to be, I haven't done it yet, I guess. But to be fair, I am going to buy a game I don't even... I didn't intend to play
0: for you, so... What is this? Oh, see, it's (laughs) funny because I thought you were buying it strictly because you picked it for the Metacritic Draft, so I just kind of assumed... Like, every game on that list I assumed you were going to play, for some reason. No,
1: no, Well, most of them, yeah, because I gave a lot of good faith, hope
0: choices. fucking Redfall.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Forspoken, I like... Yeah. Forspoken's higher rated than Redfall which is kind of fucking crazy. Um
0: Sony wins baby. In a
1: year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then AVM comes to like a completely not terrible but also not like yeah, you know, underwhelming, I guess. Again,
0: you made the right pick. Metacritic score. Cuz there's a very good chance I lose and I have 490s on my list. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you, yeah. I, I won't call it techni- a technicality because I was just smart in choosing games that I felt actually confident were going to come out this year.
0: <laughs> seven, The seven pick is still mind-boggling, even to me. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you did it, man. I mean, bold, bold of you. If it would have hit this year, I completely understand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the record, I think for my final pick, I'm going to pick Hollow Knight. Once they announce the release date, just to put it out there, in case I forget, I've said it on the show. If They don't announce the release date. I'm not picking it. I'll pick something else. (laughs) But But as of today,
1: well, it's not like I can scoop it out. You can't take it. You're you're free to do it. Provisionally
0: holding on to Hollow Knight. I say the same thing. If you think that game is coming out this year. I wouldn't be surprised if it was just a shadow drop in October. Or decidable things are possible. Yep. Yeah. Faith. What do you
1: think DLC for Baldur's Gate three would be, or do you feel
0: like you don't have a good idea of that since you've not quite beat it yet? I don't have a good idea of it, but I think to get a, around the uh, level twelve problem, um, if you play D anD D, anything past twelve is like particularly broken. It would make the game the game balance almost impossible. There's literally a spell where you can just kill someone. <laughs> the fight just ends. <laughs> so um, my, I would solve that by just having side stories. Be like, okay, here it's in the it, it takes you back to the middle of your playthrough, and you're going to this island. Or you just, I mean, I don't even need to level up more. Just like, fuck it. You're level 12, go do this quest line. That's what I would want from it. But I think Larry is yeah, going to focus on mod support and then let the DLC be through that. Because then they don't have to address the leveling and there's more content. <laughs> A little bit of both. Yeah. Do you think console... Do you think that
1: they'd give mod support to console?
0: I feel like they would. But I wonder if it'll be... You know it would be interesting if that's the DLC, right? Like on PC, it's like, okay... Everything here is, you know, it's mods and then Larian picks like the best 10 and it's it's a DLC update for Baldur's Gate that's free. I think that would be cool. I'd be an interesting
1: choice because doing DLC that's not actually purchased is still pretty rare. Like, you know, we're seeing it with Sonic Frontiers this year, uh, but I think that Sega is just trying to capitalize on really positive energy and and sentiment towards Sonic right now. Definitely a Sonic 3D game, (laughs) which has not been a, uh, a sentence that people have been able to say as a majority of the fan group in a long time. So I think that they're looking going, we got a lot of goodwill for Sonic as an IP right now. If we're smart, we capitalize on that with a free update for a game that people were iffy on and turned out to be a big hit for us. Facts. I think it's smart. I see the thought process behind it. But I don't think most developers would do that. Though... Maybe Larian and their infinite wisdom of uh independence would be able to be like, Hey, our game's already doing like crazy numbers.
0: What if we also announced free DLC? Well that's the thing, it's mods. They didn't even have to make even it. more people. They just oh, sure. they just pay the guys a pittance because you know that's what they would get off it, and then they put it out on console in an update and it's just a oh, free. So just mod it. Yeah.
1: Those that say, Hey, we've repackaged Skyrim, basically doing nothing for seventy dollars, but you can fish. Yeah. And listen, that's huge. Dude, that is the most bold. Like, part of me is not even upset about it because it's just dick swinging. Yeah. It's just being like, yeah, we did it. We could. You're going to buy it? Of course we did it. And then we'll tell you the extra $10 is because we have new content, but the new content's just fishing that someone else made for us.
0: <laughs> I w- do you think that? That's fucking bullshit. Okay, that is so funny. Give me a gut check, Brett. Are they ever going to release Skyrim again? Is there going to be another Skyrim edition? yes yeah you think so yes 100 percent. all right even if
1: it's just a remake
0: it'll happen (laughs) skyrim remake could you imagine yeah yeah i could dude the
1: fact that there's a rumor about an oblivion remake all things are possible
0: facts that's that's yeah that's fair
1: dude i'm gonna tell you oblivion doesn't even need remade i had a fucking blast playing it earlier this year it's awesome but they're remaking it because people will buy it oh yeah including me
0: gonna have to break out that series s x z i mean yeah it's sitting there xbox 7 waiting for my
1: starfield where the fuck is my starfield console cover microsoft i paid you 50, 50 big ones for it 50 quid and it's not even here and starfield's
0: out yeah what am i supposed to play starfield on, on my pc
1: <laughs> i can't play starfield on a system that's not even starfielded out what the fuck is your problem speaking of uh weird custom editions um I want to have a quick chat about the D brands. Uh, We've solved the problem of no Spider-Man plates by coming out with our own ones.
0: I fucking, (laughs) I don't know why that company annoys the shit out of me so much, but it really, they really do. (laughs) Dude.
1: I'm going to tell you, I, I don't, I don't understand Sony's thought process. We're going to make a console with removable plates and then we're going to release next to no plates. And then when we finally do put out a new plate, we're going to make them so limited that it doesn't even matter. Like at that point, why didn't you just make it to where you didn't do plates at all? You just did consoles and be like, well, oh, fuck it. If you want it, you're going to spend 500 more dollars, you bitch. <laughs> and then people go, yes, Sony master, lick boot, hand money. I've
0: fucking done it. I know what it's like. Because <laughs> people spent $500 and bought the plates. <laughs> well,
1: I know, but the people who really want it will spend 500 more dollars. <laughs> valid. That's Valid. Actually, what's more I, funny is they'll spend they'll spend six hundred dollars because that's how much the Spider Man PS Five was. Wow! Yeah, I've, <laughs> because I've it never, came with I've, the
0: game and everything. I've so, never bought know, the, a the special shit. edition like that. Never I bought, bought any of them.
1: But the difference was is that there was no way for you to get it any other way. Yeah.
0: Well, I've never you got
1: a special edition.
0: <clears throat> I've never bought a console, a special edition console specifically because it was a special edition console. But my last PS4 Pro was the Battlefront 2 one. I don't know if I have ever told this story on the show, but you've worked at GameStop, so you'll you'll understand. I opened the box and tried to trade in Battlefront (laughs) 2 the same day I bought the bundle. And the guy was like, you can't do that. So I went outside and came back in and traded it back in, traded it in.
1: (laughs) Yep. Because it was in the packaging. Yeah, exactly. But you can't open the packaging in front of them because then they say, well, we saw you do it. Yeah. You know what's so dumb about that, though? You know the reason that you're not supposed
0: to be able to do Why? that? Why?
1: Oh,
0: it's not for me, It's because,
1: because it could be stolen.
0: I bought the console from that GameStop and tried to trade That's it in at the GameStop.
1: My, ours, <clears throat> I let people do it. Right. And I told my manager. I said, if they bought it from us and they pull the game out and they do that, of course I'm going to let them trade it in with the opening. That's so
0: stupid. Yeah. Yeah, he maybe he wouldn't do that. And it then so to leave. he and then he get back. mad
1: at me sometimes. But I would I'd legit do this if it was a game that we already had copies of on, out on the floor. I'd keep it sealed and put it in the, put it in the back stock. So if someone bought it, I'd give them a, basically a brand new one and be like, congratulations. Because one thing that GameStop did that used to piss me off as someone who worked there, and I said, I like I love buying new games, and it is not a new game if I give someone an open case with a disc that's not even in the package, and I put a sticker, a little on it. circle I, sticker. I never put a sticker on a single new game. And one time, our district manager came out, and he said, why didn't you put a sticker on that? I said, Frank, if you think I'm going to put a sticker that leaves behind residue that's next to impossible to get off on what's supposed to be a new game, the fact that they're not riding our ass right now for selling them a new game that's in an open case is, should be enough for you to be happy for the fact that we even sold the goddamn game. But then they go, well, how are we supposed to know if it was open if they try to return it? Don't open it yourself, dickface. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, you don't take the cellophane off of it and we're good. We know if they open it. Yeah, right,
0: Exactly. <laughs> why, so why would they do that? What's the reason? To put the discs Dude. in sleeves so they can put it back in the case?
1: Nope, it's just because we didn't get sent display units. We didn't get sent empty cases with the art on there to put out on the shelf. So you open a game or two to put them out there. And mm. you normally do it with more than one so that when someone grabs one of the cases of the new hot game, that they don't take the only one out there. So you do it like two or three of them stacked on top of each other. So that as people keep doing it, you have time to go back out there and restock it. Huh? But I fucking hated that rule. I I to this day I hate it.
0: Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I don't like that at all.
1: <laughs> I told them what we should do because after I'd been there for about two years, they switched to the low tax stickers because I don't know if you ever had GameStop stickers back in like. 2007, 2006, when it was like trying to like pull the skin off of someone's face and you're like, why the fuck want to come off? (laughs) And then we finally switched to the low tack stickers that you're supposed to just be able to pull off and they don't, they're not supposed to leave residue behind every now and then they do, but it's a lot better than what was there before. Mm -hmm. I was like, why don't we just use, uh, why don't they just print GameStop versions of low tack stickers that we can put on the front? And that way we can tell if someone opened it. Like if the seal's been broken. And, but the problem there is, because it's low-tack, if you're careful enough, you could just open and then reseal it. Yeah. we'd never know. <laughs> so, you know. Point being, it is what it is. Fuck GameStop. Uh, I mean this with my whole chest. Fuck GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> I work there. I know what it's like. Trying to pay someone minimum wage to be a fucking salesman And offering them no commission, while also telling them they'll get fired if they don't convince people to go into credit card debt and pay you monthly. It's a fucking that is a trash system. It is so dumb, so dumb. I hated
0: it. Yeah. Well,
1: war stories for GameStop.
0: Total the line.
1: All right, we've got one question that we did not work into the show, and then we've got a uh, Velvet's Corner that's sure to delight, Chris. Oh,
0: that's hot!
1: All right, so the last question for the show here we are, Jehudi MD, long time listener, long time patron. He says, "What's your go to fast food chain burger? Home burger toppings? So if you're going to make one at home, what are the toppings? So let's
0: let's do the fast food burger first. What's your go to one? Um." That's a hard question because my go-to is McDonald's because that's all that's here in my town, my immediate area.
1: Yeah. Okay. But you're on the road. You're away from your immediate area. Wendy's it's easy. You're Wendy's. spoiled for choice.
0: Wendy's easy. Wendy's. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wendy's is pretty good. It's not my choice, uh, but Wendy's is very solid. Don't fucking and say Burger I have
0: King. A, no. Oh, thank God. I would have have to leave the show.
1: <laughs> uh, I genuinely don't know how far stretched out this company is. So, you, uh, I know that you've had them because if I'm not mistaken, we went and ate them on the way back. Yeah.
0: What a burger. Yeah. That was pretty good. I think Wendy's is good. I think Wendy's clears, but what a burger was pretty good.
1: Well, I'll tell you this much that what a burger was good. It is not as good as our the two what burgers we have here. Like I was actively a little disappointed because I was like, Chris did not get top tier what a burger. <laughs> but the, as with all fast food restaurants, like I had Wendy's the other day and it was actually a, an incredibly mid burger. It, it was very dry, even though I asked for no mayonnaise and just ketchup, and they still put, put put mayonnaise on it and a shit ton of it. The the patties themselves were still so
0: dry, yeah,
1: that I had like I was like, like you know when you have to like chew big, cause you're like, what the fuck <laughs> yeah, it was this? Yeah. Like it's sucking the spit out of my mouth. Cold
0: fries to
1: <laughs> that. Ugh. Now, the fries were popping when we had Wendy's the other day. They were salty and crisp and good, but the burger was incredibly okay, so disappointing. So, then
0: here's the question
1: Nothing like getting a fucked up baconator. Yeah. Like, how do
0: you fuck that up? Yeah. Can I? If I can reshape the question a little bit, okay. which, what is your go to fast food burger when it's at the peak of quality? Right? Like when okay, Gordon yeah, Ramsay is behind
1: that line. Yeah. Yeah. It's still what a burger for me. Because I've tasted the gods. As far as fast food burgers, I've tasted the gods from Whataburger a few times.
0: Yeah, because it's hard because I do think the double quarter pounder is that burger. And here's the thing. I've worked at McDonald's, so I've had a fresh off the grill, all fresh menu uh, ingredients, double quarter pounder. I'll give
1: it to you, man. I have had about four double quarter pounders with bacon. That have made me go, there's no fucking way this is McDonald's. Yeah. It's genuine. But. That's the best one. This is what I'd say. Even though I really liked it, and I mean really, I was like – it was one of those things where, like, in the, in the best way possible. Some people are like, ugh, I'm sure. But I like a juicy burger. Mm. And, like, you know, biting into it and the grease is dripping off the back. Squirt and I, The way I eat a double quarter pounder when I do get them is I just hold the box with my pinkies and my thumb. And then I just have the burger, like, in my <laughs> – it's really hard to describe. But, and then I just eat it over the box so that anything that would come out of it or be a mess would just fall into the box. Um and yeah, I've had something I've been like, Wow, this is genuinely incredible, but here's the thing: while you still might be right, I, I still think the best I've had from Whataburger is better than that, and it's far more consistently that than
0: McDonalds. Hold on, you know oh, what I mean yes yes, because that's the thing. I only pick McDonald's if it's the best chef there, and he actually cares that day. Um, <laughs> but here's the question: Is five guys fast food? I struggle with this because five guys was almost my
1: answer, but I decided that I didn't consider them fast food because, at least the ones we have around here, you have to go in and order. So here's here's the thing: there's no drive-through, and you do have to generally
0: generally wait longer as a restauranteur. Mm -hmm. I know that... It's definitely not a restaurant. Five Guys and those type of things. Five Guys, like Burger Five, if you have that one. Shake Shack, those are considered fast casual. Yeah, Shake Shack, I've had. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't... But the only reason that they're not fast food is because there's no drive-thru. That is the classification. So, Five Guys might be the answer. If we're going to
1: include places like that, Oh, it is either Five Guys or Shake Shack. I've only had Shake Shack once, so, but it did a very good impression because I got the burger that had a hotling split in half mm. on top of it. Oh, that boy, it was fucking bad. Here's, I get really picky, though. The moment I've got to go inside somewhere, my brain will start being like, okay, this should be restaurant quality or at least have restaurant quality options. And th- that place was really good. But I fucking love eggs on burgers. Yeah. That is like my go-to thing. I f- I smack down eggs on burgers. So like going to the second thing, home burger toppings. If I'm cooking at home, or if I'm at a restaurant where I know I get to control what it is, oh, I'm getting Swiss <laughs> cheese, provolone Ooh. cheese. Over uh, oh, dude, not not Swiss by itself.
0: I don't like Swiss. Swiss
1: and provolone. If they don't have provolone, which sometimes they don't, Swiss and a mild cheddar. Mm. That's where it's at. I'm not a huge Swiss guy. by itself. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. I, I would never say Swiss on its own. It ta- Swiss <laughs> is a great complimentary cheese.
0: I don't necessarily hate it, but <laughs> I don't know if this is going to make any sense. Swiss cheese tastes like what I imagine spider webs taste like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that makes no sense to me. <laughs> But okay, <laughs> that's, just, that's all that's I know how to
0: say. What I know but see
1: that's it. why I, that's why I call Swiss a complimentary cheese. Yeah. its flavors are best brought out by a more flavorful cheese. Sure, that's why ideal pairing provolone Swiss. Ideal a provolone cheese is so fucking good, and then if you put a little Swiss in there, it's like the the, the provolone aims high, and you're like, oh man, and then the Swiss kind of pulls it back and like washes over your tongue in this slightly more dull way i don't even know how to describe that and and i don't mean dull negatively i I mean mean. like it pulls you back down and it kind of balances the palate so it's like the reason i think i like swiss is that you take a bite and since you know the way that a burger is made because like i get pissed off when people put cheese on the bottom of a burger it fucks up the entire way that your your actual bite breaks down the palate it pisses me off so much so when it's done correctly your cheeses should be the thing hitting. So you have your cheese, the provolone hits, you start to be like, oh shit, this is a lot of flavor. This is really good. And then the Swiss, the Swiss comes in and it kind of, it kind of cleanses your palate, brings it back down to a more neutral flavor. That's still flavorful, but it's not super strong. Mm. And then the meat hits your tongue and you're like, ah, I needed that little, I needed that little palate cleanser for a second, right before the meat hit. Mm -hmm. And like, if you have an egg on it, it should be egg. You get that eggy flavor, right? You get a little, if, if, if you do it with the yolk, you'll get a little bit of that, and then the cheese like hit in, and then the Swiss, and then the meat. Oh man, bacon, egg, and then those two cheeses is like egg my. Bread, if I can sausage, make a bacon, burger, um, here's the thing about eggs though. When you do eggs on burgers, I'm assuming you do. Do you? No,
0: uh, not. Oh, not you're as, not a, You're not an egg. I'm not. It's not that I'm not an egg person. I do like eggs, but I'm not. I'm not lo- usually doing it. Okay. When you do do it or when you're looking at doing <laughs> it and you <laughs>
1: phrasing. And when you have when you have the opportunity, how do you do your egg? Do you do, <laughs> do you cook over hard, over medium, uh, you know, over easy? Oh, runny.
0: 100%. Yeah, runny. You're so, so here's the thing. if runny is runny is ideal. If I'm eating a an egg on a burger and it doesn't explode, there's a problem. <laughs> so look I'll
1: tell you the reasoning I usually do over hard because I'm usually eating at a restaurant where it's not the last thing I'm doing for that day and since I have this beard runny egg yolk is fucking delicious Mm -hmm. but it's messy and it gets all over your face so if the last (laughs) thing I'm doing that day I know (laughs) if it's the last thing I'm doing that day then I'll, I'll I'll spread those little bun cheeks, you know, and dive all in uh, with a runny yolk. But if I have other things to do that day, over hard is typically where I go because you get a lot of the flavor of the yolk, <coughs> but you don't have to worry about it running on you. All right. It's not as good. There's nothing like dipping a burger in the yolk that's already run out. Oh man, yeah. that's like, hmm. dude, like steak and eggs over
0: easy eggs with a good steak. That shit slaps so dude, hard. We're, we're- <laughs> We're we're just on a tangent. This is the shortest episode of Triangle Squared we've ever done, so I feel like I can go on a tangent for a second. Me and my dad have been talking, and I've I've always wanted to. I I've, I'm am my job title is chef, you know I do that stuff. I want to open a restaurant, and my dad and I were talking about doing a Puerto Rican restaurant. I think it would be great. Okay. So I have two ideas. I want to do some American fusion stuff, but I also have this idea of taking the food that's there like the the rice the arroz con pollo, and like uh with with beans and put that in a burrito so it's puerto rican style burritos with like the white rice the pernil some guac some that stuff fucking okay like a mofongo burrito but i came up with this today right and i'm gonna try and make it on saturday like a little proof of concept i want to do ribs over okay yellow rice and plantains That's the dish. And then a homemade barbecue sauce that's barbecue. That's homemade. It's not like fucking Frank's. With the Goya adobo seasoning in it, marinated in some chilies. That's the little the glaze. You glaze it, put it in the oven. Dude, I think that shit would be fucking phenomenal. So
1: good that you're... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so good that your camera falls
0: he's like fuck your story your
1: camera was like bro that sounds good he
0: leaned over drooling and just fell yeah. right off i think it'd be yeah. i really want to do that talking about i was telling that him. sounds good i'm like we should do it and then we just do the burritos on doordash and then we have the regular restaurant but yeah when i open it up the, okay uh, i'll make sure to tell everyone you guys can all come to connecticut <laughs>
1: All right, Chris, are you ready to go into the sexiest part of the show? Yeah, put me in a corner. Okay, I'm gonna put you in a corner.
0: I don't know if you're ready for in a it. Corner.
1: Oh yeah? Well guess what?
0: Velvet corner. <laughs> Chris is
1: edged once more. I've got time, Chris. You shouldn't have told me when I have time to to fix it. I will make sure that I go to the very edge. <laughs>
0: you have just over nine weeks to fix it nine weeks nice
1: okay well chris velvet has cooked up a game for us today oh yeah brother so he says it's game time again can you guess the highest rated games on metacritic for each year from 2010 to 2020, you can discuss your answers with each other. But remember, it's a competition, so disagreements are encouraged. Some years have multiple games with the same score. You'll be awarded a point for each game you guessed correctly. The loser needs to send a tweet saying, Anyone up for a Destiny 2 grinding session? Nope.
0: I Question won't even mark. do that. I just won't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry about it. So many people are going to be like, For real? <laughs> The problem is, like, Sean would, like, take it seriously. Like, yes! Yes! Sean would <laughs> Sean be like... Uh! <laughs> All right. I pulled out my laptop. I'm going to take score. I hope this is a little bit you know, okay. softer than my mechanical keyboard on my, my PC. All right. What years are we okay, doing? Yeah.
1: All right. So, we're doing 2010 through 2020. All right. One game each year. All right. Like he said, some games or some years have got multiple games the same score as the highest so what we've got to do is try and remember in our heads we got to go through a journey through time so we're going to start with 2010 oh, chris man. think of yourself it's 2010 what are the big games that have come out i don't fucking remember i feel, can we pull up a okay, list so, of the
0: game releases at least
1: as long as it, as long as your list doesn't include any kind of metacritic score sure okay well what do you think gotta so be careful 'Cause I'm well the game that first came to my mind, there's there's actually three games in particular that come to mind. Okay. So the three games that come to mind are Mass Effect 2, if I'm not mistaken, was 2010. God of War Three, which was 2010 for sure. I know that with absolute certainty. Uh, and then Red Dead Redemption two, if I'm not mistaken, was late 2010.
0: You mean just regular Red Dead Redemption? Oh, I say two, you I mean Red
1: Dead Redemption one, yes. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption one. Huh. I think the answer is Red Dead. I don't, I'm trying to get more games though, because was there a Mario Galaxy game that year? I think there was. Which year was Black Ops? Black Ops was a big hit, definitely because of zombies. Was that 2010 or was that?
0: That's what I'm not sure.
1: 2011 was Modern Warfare 3. So Black Ops should have been 10. Okay. I, I like the logic. Okay, so where are we at here? Where? How are you feeling? There's one more game I love, but I don't think it's a high rated... Or I don't think it's high enough rated to be that. It's Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain's incredible. One of my favorite games I played that year. Mm. If I had to guess, that game is maybe mid-80s in Metacritic. Yeah. So I, I, think... I, I don't think that that would land top of the list. Here's like Mass Effect 2 was such a big jump over the first one that it feels like a good choice, but God of War 3 was also a very highly rated game and a big conclusion. But then Red Dead's new IP from one of the most beloved studios in in the you know like red dead feels
0: right okay i mean i looked up not not the metacritic but the list which has given me my answer so are you locking oh. in red dead yeah fuck it i'm saying red dead okay uh mario galaxy okay so uh, there was a mario galaxy that year? yeah i didn't hear you ask the that's first my one? fault yeah it was mario galaxy one Are you sure it wasn't two? I thought the first Galaxy was like. You're right. It was Galaxy. I'm going to
1: say Galaxy One was like 08 or 07, maybe. It
0: was like a a Wii launch game. Galaxy Two, you're correct. It's my fault.
1: Here's one good thing. He spoiled, he spoiler tagged the answers separately. Good. Thank you. (laughs) you So we don't have to worry about spoiling it. So for 2010, it is. Super Mario Galaxy Two. Yeah, You're right. Sense. I wish uh, I had realized it what it was, but you know, you forced me to lock
0: it in, so it's. Okay. I didn't force you. I said, <laughs> "Do you want to look it up?" And you said, "Yes." And I said, "Okay, I did." Okay, it is 2011. A
1: though. So when you look at 2011 games, there's a ton of fucking options. Resistance Three, Killzone Two, or Killzone Three, Little Big Planet Two, um, shit. You had uh, Arkham City was 2011 if i'm not mistaken skyrim was definitely 2011 modern warfare 3 was 2011 holy shit (laughs) i'm trying to think of any other big 2011 games that were swinging for the fences i would probably
0: just go with skyrim i think i'm i'm just gonna lock in skyrim because i don't know i can't i don't Mm. remember gaming then other than playing skyrim
1: the only other game i know for sure was that year um just because it was a big year for games in general uh portal 2 was that year uh, and Portal 2 is an incredible game and also a very highly rated game. Infamous 2 was 2011, but as much as I love that game, that is not a top-of-the-list game. I'm re- very doubtful that it is. Uh, ooh, Witcher 2, at least, at least the P- the 360 version. I don't think so. I mean, I wouldn't call it if you want to call it. I'm not saying that's it, but I'm saying it, I'm pretty sure that's that year. DC it Universe is. Online was that year. Uh-huh. I know that that's not it. Um, well, there's a Mario game, Super Mario 3D Land
0: that's a sleeper
1: oh Rayman Origins was 11 yeah that's right that's a killer fucking game yeah Shadows of the Damned classic that's a great game too Alice Madness Returns I knew there was another sleeper in there fantastic game dude not a high rated game by any means oh Mortal Kombat's reboot was that year man dude 2011 was also stacked Dead Space 2 was that year Dead Space 2 is incredible what are you locking in? now I have to ask myself is Dead Space, Skyrim, or Portal 2 more likely? Arkham City's also very highly rated. I'll say I kind of regret so not picking
0: Portal 2. I
1: could see it being Skyrim, but Portal Two feels like it's possible because that game was just beloved. I'm gonna I'm gonna be ballsy. Okay. I'm gonna say Arkham City. I know that you don't love Arkham City in comparison to the rest of it, but Arkham City was like a, a rousing success in almost every response. So there we have our answers locked in. There are two games. So it says, uh, some years have multiple games with the same score. You'll be awarded a point for each game you guess correctly. So since we know there's two games, I want to guess two games. And my two games are gonna be Portal Two and uh <laughs> portal 2 and batman uh skyrim and portal 2 fair enough all right let's find out arkham city and skyrim so we each get one nice point. each get one see i told you arkham city was like a big deal
0: yeah I, clearly I, skyrim I'm one was of the only people who doesn't like <laughs> arkham city i do know that
1: yeah yeah you are one of the craziest people i know but we still love you chris <laughs> thanks all right 2012 so let's look all right so look, how many games, games this year two games This is uh, the top page. You know how it just says video games. I went to Google and put 2012 video games. So we have Borderlands 2. Dishonored, Mass Effect 3, Far Cry 3, XCOM Enemy Unknown, Journey. Ooh, Journey is a pretty good one. Halo 4, Assassin's (laughs) Creed 3, The Walking Dead, Max Payne 3, FIFA 13, Diablo 3, Street Fighter, Cross Tekken, Need for Speed, Most Wanted, that bastardized version of the game. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. U, Hitman Absolution, Fall of Cybertron. Yeah, that was 2012. That's a killer game, too. Uh, Let's see, Persona 4 Golden. That's uh, probably the answer. That's my
0: one of my answers, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: let's see. Kingdoms of Amalur was that year. Definitely not the game, though. Dream Drop Distance. So there's a lot of good games that I loved in that year, but I can see from what I can see right here, I know exactly why it's not. Twisted Metal came out in 2012. Great game. Not the type of game oh. that you go, oh,
0: yeah. one of the be- One of the biggest scoring games of the year. I have my two. <clears throat> and I'm fighting with myself because I've got four in mind. <laughs> I'm thinking a sneaky pick in Guild Wars 2.
1: There's it, a chance. I don't remember. I played Guild Wars 2 at launch and wasn't as happy with it as I wish I was because <laughs> I loved the first <laughs> Guild Wars. Oh, man. Yeah, Little Big Planet PS Vita. That's a fucking great game. Yeah. Also, not a game but. that just scored crazy. <laughs> I'm going to say, oh, man, this seems bold. I don't know if this
0: is going to be right, but I'm going to say Persona 4 Golden and Journey. Okay. I changed mine, and mine was originally P4G and Journey. Mine is now, <laughs> uh, mine is now Borderlands 2 and Persona 4 Golden.
1: There's a part of me that thinks Far Cry 3 might have done better than we think. Far Cry 3 was was, so. was my was my like snap was, pick. Yeah, it's rotating in my head of like maybe that was the right choice. You ready? Yeah, hit me. Persona 4 Golden and Mass Effect 3, so we both get one. That's nuts, dude. I don't remember Mass Effect 3 being. Maybe it's just because of how much online hate that game got.
0: Yeah, I think that's really what it is. That's crazy. And man. I
1: worked at GameStop at that point, so when people were coming in, I remember people coming in, and trading the game, and be like, "This game, shit, man. This game sucks. Completely fucked up the whole series." I was like, "Good lord, people!" Um, it's to be honest, to because me. I was a broke gamer boy. That's part of why I did not buy that. Uh, why I didn't worry about playing Mass Effect three. I didn't really care to play it day one and then all the weird sentiment around I was like I'm just gonna not play that one
0: yeah I think it's so I I played
1: the middle game of a trilogy and that's it
0: (laughs) you're wild
1: man I played Mass Effect 1 it was just horribly broken and glitchy on 360 so I never beat it fair wild year all right 2013 in video games this was the year of of Xbox uh, one and PS four here's the thing none of those games are it so immediate answers would seem to be GTA 5, only The Last one? of Us, How many? BioShock Infinite. Let's find out. There is oh, there's only one. So GTA 5, The Last of Us, BioShock Infinite, um <laughs> DMC, Devil May Cry, Good. the uh, Ninja Theory game came out. Great game. I don't think it scored that high. Uh, Beyond Two Souls was a swan song. I know that Knack and Killzone Shadowfall are definitely not in the running as much as I enjoyed those games. Tomb Raider's first entry was that year. Also, 100% did not. There's no way. Uh, Ooh, ooh, A Link Between Worlds came out that year. (coughs) That game, pretty highly rated if I remember. Crisis 3, but I don't think that game was as beloved. God of War Ascension was 2013. That was one of the other swan songs, but that game almost sank God of War as a franchise. Yeah, it did. So I don't think it... it, There's no way it did that well. Dead Space 3 was 2013. I'm going The Last Uh, of Us. I know that game. The Last of Us feels right, uh, but since we're playing wild card, right, uh, I don't want to choose the same thing as you, even though I know it's going to be potentially destructive to me i'm torn between gta 5 and bioshock infinite
0: bioshock infinite i can see it
1: but i can also see a link between worlds but i'm pretty sure the gaming industry would have been crazy in a year with the last of us and gta 5 if someone was like the legend of zelda Link between worlds is
0: actually the best game
1: this year <laughs> but online discourse was a hair different back
0: then yeah it was it was twitter was new it wasn't really you know? online or discourse
1: <laughs> it was just jack going on the be like I'm on everybody. What's up <laughs> on OG Twitter? All right, I'm gonna have to commit, and I'm gonna commit to a, a a bride that I don't love, and I'm gonna say GTA Five. Reveal it. I feel like that's not the answer, but let's find <laughs> out. You ready? Yeah, hit me. Grand Theft Auto Five. Damn. Yeah. All right. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little surprised. The Last of Us was like a, a critical darling.
0: It's one of those weird things where, like, I'm not surprised, but I'm surprised.
1: A little surprised. Yeah. Okay. 2014 is also a single game. Uh, so I know that The Witcher 3 was 15. The order was 15. Let's think through. It's kind of a slow year for games. Alien Isolation. I, I've, I've Googled it. So, oh, South Park's Stick of Truth. Great game. I know that it didn't score that high, though. Um, Oh, Divinity: Original Sin might be a good choice for that. Second Sun came out. That's right. It was a March title for that. Sunset Overdrive, the Master Chief Collection, Assassin's Creed Unity, Diablo Three: Reaper of Souls. If that got its own thing, uh, did PT get reviewed? Because no. that was PT's year. The Talos Principle, great. Freaking games, so good! Holy crap! Uh, Forza Motorsport or Forza Horizon Two, Destiny. Destiny was loved, but it had a lot of issues at launch. I don't think that's it. Advanced <clears> Warfare, <throat> Shadow of Mordor, Far Cry Four, Dragon Age Inquisition, Dark Souls Two. Dark Souls Two was probably not the answer. This is a this is a sort of hard year. Do you know what I've what I've figured out? Do you notice that every other year has been like, holy shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're in the off year. Good games, but none of them are blowing your mind. All right, Chris, from what I've said so far, what's uh, what's what's crossing your mind? How many games?
0: One? One. I'm torn between two. Mm, do you want to go ahead and lock one in? Fuck it. I'm going Bayonetta 2. Bayonetta 2. <laughs> okay. There's a decent chance.
1: I don't think Ground Zeroes is going to be it. If it was Better Go Solid 5, I would say absolutely. That's probably the one that got it. Um, but it's not. So uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Transistor. Transistor. Okay. Let's find out. Hold
0: on. I'm going to bet that it was actually Dragon Age Inquisition. I was trying to remember, but I don't know. It won Maybe. Game of the Year at the Keeleys. That's the only reason I'm thinking. It
1: did. It. it did. It did. <clears throat> yeah, you're not wrong. All right. Let's see what the actual reveal is. 2014. <laughs> Grand, Theft 5? Grand Theft Auto 5. Grand Theft Auto V again. That's, that's... I forgot it got the remaster. <laughs> I don't feel like that should count. What's the second best one? All right, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull an audible. We're going to Metacritic right now. <laughs> All right, 2014 highest Metacritic. Holy shit, dude! Do you want to know how bad this year is, Chris? Yes, that is insane. Are you eating that? Are you you got a mouthful of Jamaican? Yeah, mm, Jamaican me hungry, Chris. Holy crap, dude! All right, listen to this list: Grand Theft Auto Five, PS4, two. Grand Theft Auto 5, Xbox One, Three, The Last of Us Remastered. <laughs> <laughs> the whole year is just... Dude, the new games that come in are so much later. All right, hold on. I'm going to see if either of our games are actually the first... Dude, crazily enough, if you had to go through every game, this is such a hard game to think that this would be it, but it's actually the the first game that's a new game for that year is V. No shit, uh, yeah. At a 95 That's actually a pretty crazy score. (laughs) That's pretty wild. And then the next one is Traps and Gemstones at a 93. That's crazy. Oh, I forgot about that. That was the year that Super Smash Bros. came out for Wii U. That would have actually been... A good choice, but I didn't even see that on there. All right. So we're neither of us got points that turn. All right. 2015. 2015 has got one game. The Witcher. It's between The Witcher 3, Metal Gear Solid 5, or Bloodborne. It's not between the it's
0: The Witcher. Mm, You're probably
1: right. But this is in the spirit of trying to, because who's in the lead right now? Are we tied? We're tied. Oh. Mario Maker is 2015 and as weird as that sounds. It's, that could be a game. That could be a game that hopped up and, and just completely blew everyone away. It could be. That it, would not it didn't be, have a to be the event. Yeah, it would not have to be the uh the game everyone was talking about necessarily. I don't see anything else that's immediately screaming 2015 as like big 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 game. I am going to say I was going to say Bloodborne. Got so it. what are you going for? Witcher you're going with her, okay? I'm going Bloodborne. I think there's a good chance it might be Metal Solid, though. I agree. No fuck, no way. No, f- no way.
0: Ha- hold on. Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> yes. Wait, what? <laughs> I was joking. This feels.
1: This feels like a joke. How is that possible, dude? What for a PC? <laughs> <laughs> you are fucking kidding me what's, what's the next one i don't give a shit about that
0: go solid five okay well we both don't get points either way
1: we both lost i should have <laughs> went ballsy that way if dude if that would have been it i, I think i would have taken on a if i chose that one i would have i would have called that a technicality win <laughs> all right 2016 dude in a year how hold the fuck up in a year with the witcher Bloodborne, and Metal Gear Solid 5. How the fuck does Grand Theft Auto 5 take the cake again?
0: Dude, honestly, because nobody probably updated their reviews. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, they still 10. Like, it's
1: on PC again? Still 10. Yeah. <laughs> still 10. Okay, I played it on PC. <laughs> it wasn't broken. 10.
0: I'm going to make a prediction. I don't know how this could possibly be true, but knowing Velvet, there's a twist here. Is the answer for every other year Grand Theft Auto 5? <laughs>
1: So funny. All right, hold on. 2016's two games. Okay.
0: All right. Dreather a five and The Last of Us Remastered.
1: <laughs> you got it. You you got it figured out. Okay. <laughs> Titanfall 2, Dark Souls 3, Uncharted 4, Doom, Gears of War 4, Dishonored 2. Dishonored 2 is actually very high uh, rated. It just did not sell very well. Uh The Witness, The Last Guardian, Watch Dogs 2, FIFA 17. Owlboy, I forgot about that. Ratchet and Clank PS4, Quantum Break, Pokemon Sun, Moon, Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess, Remaster. I don't even want to choose remasters. I don't want to play that game. Dragon Quest Builders. No Man's Sky. Do DLCs get individual scores? Uh they can. Okay, are we gonna count DLCs? Because yes. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say if we're counting DLCs and they get their own Metacritic score, assuming that they do. I'm going to go with the final Witcher 3 uh, expansion, which is Blood and Wine. If I Yeah, Blood and Wine. So <clears> what do you, <throat> you have something you're going to go with? Titanfall 2, maybe? That was a pretty high-rated game. Um, you're going to let your Stardew fandom shine?
0: I'm going for Stardew and
1: Persona 5. Dark Souls. So I've got one more game to choose, too. Uh, okay, Blood and Wine and Persona is actually probably it. You know what? Overwatch, though. Oh. I I feel like Dark Souls 3 ended up at like an 89. I don't think it broke 90, and I don't think that a game that won this year is not going to have broken 90. Overwatch probably is a good one. I'm going to go ballsy and just say um, Overwatch. So Overwatch and Blood and Wine. And you had, let's see, we're going to reveal them. Uncharted 4 and Inside? Really? Listen, I don't intend to double-check you, but I'm curious. And I forgot, Inside's a good pick. I'm not actually questioning that so much as I'm... uh,
0: I'm not surprised by Uncharted Four.
1: So I'm on Metacritic right now, and it says for 2016 games, uh, The Witcher Three: Blood and Wine is is it, and then Odin Sphere Luffhouser. The I think it's like a I think it was a port for the Vita is the next game, and then Inside, and then Uncharted Four. So here's the question: I didn't get the answer he gave, but I got the answer that I can actually look up right now. So now I'm curious, what did he look up? Well, it's Velvet's Corner, so... Is the Metacritic, like, backwards in the UK, like y'all streets
0: are? <laughs> Probably.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to look real quick. He says, rated games on Metacritic for each year. So if you if you go specifically to PS4, then it does show Uncharted 4 and then Inside. And then The Witcher 3. Do we want to start looking at this competition through the lens of PlayStation games? From what I can tell... Blood and Wine got a, excuse me, a ninety four on PC, but only a ninety one on console.
0: Okay, so are you
1: getting a? So point? that's why it's there. I, that depends on what you think. His instruction was not PS4 games, but clearly the answers that we got whenever I searched through PS4 only did give me his answers. So, Chris, what do you think? Let's just go with PS4. Do, do we? Do we uh, we'll tighten it. I like that. Okay. So the question is: Is do I get a point here, or do we just move forward knowing I'll give you that we need That's to funny. be as
0: forward and just Because I wouldn't have guessed okay, Uncharted either way. I would have gone Overwatch next.
1: <clears throat> yeah, fair enough. All right, 2017, two games.
0: Uh, I can't believe I'm going to say. Oh, this is easy. It's only one game, correct? Oh my God, I know the game. Yeah, we're, everyone we're, does. We just give each other and the points, but Breath this of the is wild.
1: unfortunate. It's Breath of the Wild. Or it's audio, Mario Odyssey, they might have actually tied, but Breath of the Wild is definitely the big game talked
0: about. I'm going to give you the I'm just going to
1: let you have this one. I'm- well, hold on though. We just said PlayStation games, right? So if we're going PlayStation, Breath of the Wild is not even in the in the running. Um, I'm going to <clears throat> Yeah, if we're going PlayStation games,
0: I'm going to put Breath of the Wild well, in parentheses on. just cuz I don't know what he's going to say.
1: Yours is Breath of the Wild if he's including non-PS4 games. Yes. Mine's going to be Mario Odyssey if he's including non-PS4 games. If we are including PS4 games, I am also going to go Nier Automata, even though I think it may have gotten a 90s. Hold on, Spider-Man came out that year? I think Spider-Man landed at
0: 88. It did. At 85,
1: I think. Destiny 2 was that year, Hellblade was that year, and Justice 2 was that year. Um, Hollow Knight was that year. Uh, Hollow Knight. I'm changing my answer.
0: Yeah, sorry. I'm it, copying you. I'm
1: I'm <laughs> I'm changing my my non Nintendo answer. Actually, that may have beat out even Nintendo.
0: Okay, it would. But still, I want to say, did oh, shit, what else is that year? Oh, no, 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 no. Did Hollow Knight come out on PS4 that year? <clears throat> oh, I don't think so. It was Switch only that year. I think you're right.
1: PS4 release. And we're going to look it up. 2018, late close. 2018, but <coughs> that game. Okay, I don't know. This is getting harder by the minute. I'm going back to near, I'm just leaving it. Unfortunately, I'm with you. I don't know what else that was on PlayStation that came out that year would have beat out near. Uh, oh, sleeper pick Sonic yeah. Mania, dude. Sonic Mania is a good sleeper pick, actually. Very good sleeper pick. Oh, uh, Original Sin Two is that year as well. That's not a bad sleeper pick too. But I think that that game maybe got an 89.
0: I feel like I remember looking into it. All right, I, I'm just sticking with Nier, because I, I, there's a part of me that almost wants to say Fortnite, and I know that's not right. But <laughs> <clears throat>
1: All right, so look, we're shaking it up. I don't want to do the same thing as you. I want to have a competition. I want to have the spirit of doing something different. So I love Nier Automata. It's one of my favorite games, but since you've already locked in on it, I'm going to go ballsy and just say... Um, Check if it's on PS4. I
0: don't think it is. Fair enough.
1: All right, hold on. Divinity 2, because they don't hit console until they do until they did the Enhanced Edition back then, right? Yeah. All right, I'm going to the Wikipedia. That'll give me the, August the best 31st, information about when it came out. Okay, so it can't be that Just one. Just go with
0: Nier. Son of a bitch. W- wanting to win is part of competition, and if you think the answer is Nier, then... You're not wrong. I'm seeing if there's any other
1: game that I know for a fact hit that year that I think could have beat it out. The
0: thing is, the reality and is that we're both wrong, and I don't it's see probably one.
1: Cuphead. Oh, that's not
0: playstation you're right it was not on playstation that year I, resident evil 7 so let's see oh, hold on
1: 2000, 2017 has two games i didn't even realize that holy shit hold on what i'm taking near an re7 i don't think i think horizon was a, a, a upper 80s i, think it was I don't think right? it broke 90 um yeah that sounds right which is good for a new ip Absolutely. by all means that's actually pretty solid I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go real ballsy. I'm going to fuck near a Destiny 2. 5C. I don't
0: think there's any way that's right.
1: I, look, okay, Chris, we both get points. Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey, and that means my point from the last round isn't good because Uncharted 4 wasn't it. The Witcher was. So unless he's not counting DLC, but he did not clarify. I, so I, I, I get a point last round, and we both
0: on. get a point this time. Technically, round. he did say game and i know it's i know it's pedantic but i would say that dlc is not the same as a full game
1: I, then i shouldn't have gotten a point that round then i guess but i did ask you whether or not you thought dlcs would be included. Oh, i thought you, you were said, asking yes. for a
0: point i didn't realize i forgot we had already decided i'm giving myself a point And the fuck? Well, no i am too the fuck you that?
1: chose you chose breath and i chose odyssey f- and those are the two you games. know the fuck
0: the part is i would have taken both of them if i knew they were included because those are it was an obvious Yeah. See, well, that's as soon as you said the one game it's obvious, I thought, well, yeah, I mean, I know that's
1: obvious, but Odyssey's there, too, and I remember that game doing crazy well. I'm just going to give us both two points. There we go. Spirit of, the spirit of fairness. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because we both would have taken those. All right. All right. 2018. So, 2018 feels like, is it going to be another one of the, oh, God of War, Red Dead 2, Monster Hunter World? Shit, this is one of those years. How many? One freaking game. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus no, remake was is... actually really highly rated, but I don't think that that's the one. I'm already locked in. All right, what is it? Red Dead? No. Bold. All right. Frostpunk? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, there's uh, God of War. Clearly, you're, is a very good choice. Are you going with it? That's what you're going with. No, I'll 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 be the the evil villain. If you are you going God of nope. War, go ahead lock in. It I'm not evil. going God of War. Okay,
0: I already okay. I already wrote I already typed in my answers. So. Oh my god, I know what
1: the hell it is.
0: Let's see if you picked the same one as me. I I already know it's Smash Bros. That's okay. what I picked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's
1: no idea. that feels right, but still, Chris. You know what? In the essence of having a, a little more spirited competition, I think that's it. Mind you, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go read that too. Okay. All right. Let's see. Time is now. Red Dead Two,
0: fuck, fuck yeah! <laughs> See, this is my competition. Hold on, I check say, oh, the other fucking leaderboard because he might have switched the rules again.
1: <laughs> Here, Chris, just for you, I'll do it. Twenty eighteen Metacritic scores: uh, Red Dead Two at a ninety fucking seven. I mean, God of War was a ninety four, Smash was a ninety three.
0: Honestly, you that, were, uh, that makes sense. Quite a bit off. <laughs>
1: All right, 2019. Look, that's just that, that was just a big year for games, man. Also, <coughs> Hades oh. is at a 93, right above uh-huh. in, in this in this list, right above. And you know what's funny? I knew Celeste, and I almost said Celeste, and that is right, but right after God of War.
0: Damn, dude, 2019 is hard. Yeah,
1: 2019 is hard because my heart, even though I know it's not true, wants to tell you days uh, days gone.
0: <laughs> um, I was gonna go Rage too. I don't know.
1: Um, if I have to be real about it probably Sekiro or Resident Evil 2 Remake I actually think it might be Resident Evil 2 Remake there's no way it's Fallen Order it could be The Outer Wilds even though I haven't played it is a very beloved game so it could be The Outer Wilds uh, The Outer Wilds uh, I don't think it's MK11. I know it's not Borderlands 3. I don't I know it's not a Plague Tale Innocence. Link's Awakening remake was that year. I don't think it's that. We know it's not Days Gone. Rip. Uh Bloodstained Ritual of Night, great, but I don't think it did that good. Um Untitled Goose Game was a surprising hit. That could technically be it, but I don't think so. Um oh I know what it was. It's Anthem. <laughs> oh, man. Chris, I want to be ballsy. Okay. This feels this feels potentially off the cuff. Hold on, let me make sure it's it's one game. No, 2019 is four fucking games. Okay. All right, here you are, Chris. You ready for it? Yeah. I'm doing Sekiro, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Resident Evil 2 Remake, and ooh, what I want my last one to be? It's not Control. I know that. I know it's not Control. Fuck it. Super Mario Maker 2. Okay. Actually, Link's Awakening. I'm going to trade out Mario Maker 2 for Link's Awakening Remake. Okay. Right, do you have four you want to lock in?
0: Yeah, I am <laughs> I am not playing in the spirit of difference. I'm going Sekiro, Fire Emblem, RE2. Because <laughs> I know it's right. But here's the thing. We're going to differentiate here. I just have to make sure. DM-
1: DMC5 is actually a really good choice here. Disco Elysium is a good
0: choice here. Oh, Disco Elysium, easy. I'm going Disco. Dis- okay, easy there you disco. go, Disco.
1: I'll let you keep it. All right, here you go. You ready? Yeah. Divinity Original Sin Two. Fuck you. Because that's that's when it hit console. No, it didn't hit. It Red in Dead Redemption Two. Hold up, hold up. How is Red Dead Two on here?
0: PC. PC.
1: That game never came out
0: on PC. Yes, it did does. It? I have it on PC.
1: Oh, it did come out on PC. Then that 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 might be it. Red Dead Redemption Two PC release. Twenty nineteen. That's fucking it. God damn it, Chris. <laughs> Fuck
0: that shit. Skip that shit. Fuck that. That's not real you could <laughs> you cut out so i don't know what the i hell said fuck said. that shit cut that shit said, fuck that shit what's next that's not real those are my exact words
1: okay so divinity original sin 2 red dead 2 beat saber and re2 okay none of us chose beat saber actually a very sensible choice i'm not surprised yeah. at all so we both get one point what's what are the two after oh i have to look it up give me a second i will
0: because i i don't like i don't like pc titles i don't like the re-releases in there that doesn't seem fair
1: uh but we we lost points to uh all of those so uh let's see so divinity original sin is that red dead is the next one re2 is the next one after that uh dragon quest 9 switch release is there i don't think that that's we're gonna not count that one. Uh if we're not counting DLC, then Final Fantasy fourteen online. Shadowbringers doesn't count. Uh Nier Automata doesn't count because that's port. Disco
0: Elysium is the next one. Tied with Sekiro. What do you want to do? Because that would give me three and you two. Or are we just each getting one?
1: Uh what is your what is your three? Uh um, what's your third one?
0: Disco, R E two, Sekiro.
1: Oh, you're talking about yeah, what we choose to include? Uh, no, I mean, Disco is a new game. That was the first year the Disco came out, right? Yeah. As long as it is, I'll give it to you. Release date. 2019, October 15th. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, you'll get three and I will get two. Love that. Man, it is kind of crazy. RE2 is uh, is that. Well, okay, but he said same score. So, actually, if we're going to back that off, there's only one game that is actually in the top slot here. Yeah. Instead of us bending the rules to say four games, it's four games that got the same score. That's... And all four of the games he said did get the same score. So, in the interest of that, the only game we actually got was Resident Evil 2.
0: Okay. I took the points away. Okay. Fair Let's do it. All right,
1: 2020. Oh, shit.
0: (laughs) The sad part is I can't even think off the top of my head what came out in 2020. That's really bad. That's the thing is a lot of big
1: stuff, but trying to think of what's biggest. This is actually easy. Last of Us Part Two, but it was incredibly divisive. How many picks? Final Fantasy VII Remake. How many picks? Oh, how many games? Yeah, how many picks? This will be the last one, too. One game. All right, I got mine seven remake half-life Alex doom eternal spider-man miles morales valhalla cyberpunk i know it's not cyberpunk even though it would be cool if it was crash 4 demon souls remake uh which i think we've have we landed on remakes being different than remasters i think so yeah i think so spirit fair re3's remake immortals phoenix rising crash bandicoot 4 astro's playroom um Watch Dogs Legion. I mean, there's definitely a lot of games that year, um, but only a few that seem top of the list. So Last of Us Part Two was very divisive, but still won a ton of awards, so it could be that one. Demon's Souls was very well-reviewed, and people really liked it. And Final Fantasy VII Remake did well. I'm going to go Seven Remake. Okay. What are you going for? Half-Life Alex. Half-Life Alex. That's a, a very good choice. Let's see what it is. <laughs> Fucking Persona Five Royal. Fuck yeah! That's, actually, that's it. That's definitely the answer. Yeah, that is definitely the answer. Persona, Persona Five Royal. And it's neither of us get a point. And it's a new game, technically. So <laughs> you feel validated.
0: I do feel. Yeah, validated. you feel
1: validated. So you win because <laughs> you love that game. And fuck yeah, Chris.
0: All my shit just fell. Down. Chris
1: is so upset that <laughs> he just threw his camera and microphone on the ground. It's not
0: the only thing that fell either. My controllers fell
1: his controllers see look at that he threw his controllers on the ground all because he's going to have to go to Twitter and say anyone up for a destiny 2 grounding session that is his punishment for not having the aptitude in order to in in order to do this chris how many points ahead of you was i uh two ah uh, i was about to say if i'm only a, if i'm only ahead by the point that we gave myself <laughs> Chris I think you need a new camera stand buddy
0: I, I don't have a camera stand It's just on a Game of Thrones Collector's Edition DVD box set <laughs> <laughs> All my wires are fucking It's just end the show I'm just going to have to hold my Alright <laughs> Chris you just muted yourself
1: again too It's so funny Alright guys this has been the end of the episode We're ending out of the sexiest part of the show Where Chris can edge a little further Even though you can't hear him let's fucking go all right guys uh chris is going and falling away into the darkness he's entering the shadow realm so without further ado we love you guys we thank you guys for joining us on this very weird impromptu episode there goes me on the camera for some reason chris is doing camera reception (laughs) Um, if you want to support the show with more than just your time head over to patreon.com slash nartech and give us a little dollar per month to support the show if you want to be part of any of our communities, head over to the social media platform formerly known as Twitter and find us at Triangle S Q R D. You can find us in the link in the description below. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on podcast services, by clicking the description and going to that Discord, hop in there and see where you can find Chris and I. And lastly, there is a Facebook group that you can join called Triangle square to PlayStation Podcast. Ask to be put into there, and we'll gladly have you in there. Even though that's not so active these days, so uh, either way, we'd love to hear from any of you. If you're new to the show and have stuck around this long through all of this, then hey, welcome. We're glad. That you've Thanks. stayed around i hope you enjoyed it velvet you've given us a very weird episode and we've we broken bent some rules but hopefully you'll give us a little bit of freedom uh lastly as a shout out to our patrons what we always do at the end of any given episode is shout them out by name <clears throat> to thank them for supporting us and without further ado we'd like to shout out spencer brandon edwards alex barry rogers easton 328 Aztec King, Lichion, 69 The Lord Corgi, Bailey Robertson, Mark Schutz, Cypher Primus, Kyle Grimm, Rude Days93, Kevin Bacon Bits, Danny Villiobos, Jehudi MD, No Fate, Josh Ayers, Derek Porter, Donovan Williams, Matthew Green, and Sean Sandrude. Thanks to each and every one of we'll you. See you next week.